0: Hey, everybody, surprise live podcast. It's live. That means people can ask questions right now, live, except not now. If you're watching this on YouTube, not live or SoundCloud or something, then it's not live anymore. You missed it, which is just understandable. I didn't announce it. Oh, yeah, that's a good point, actually. I can't believe none yeah, of you, know, no, you probably... are.
1: No one's just waiting, waiting for us to go live mm-hmm. randomly. Come on, guys. What's going on
2: here? I mean, it's, yeah, I was it's not even the time
0: of day I normally go live, but uh, probably get more viewership in the middle of the day on a Sunday than my usual time where it's like, hey, we stream uh, at the end of the evening Pacific time when everyone else's evening ended hours ago or he's asleep. Uh, that always goes <laughs> everyone's like, why the fuck are you streaming at 4 a.m.? And I'm like, you might you might be shocked to find that it's not 4 a.m. for me.
2: <laughs>
0: I'm always 4 a.m. somewhere. I'm so, I'm, I don't want to tell you. Max Damage asks if you had a, the this is emails. If you had the ability uh, to run or be in a D D&D and D or D and D like game, what would be your ideal game look like? What are some things that you'd like to do in a D and D game that you haven't been able to do yet? Any D and D related regrets?
2: I got. A, wow. I, got a, I got an answer. I got an answer. <laughs> I got an answer. What's that? I'm What's setting. That? I'm trying to set up a. Um. I, I actually hopefully will do this. Uh. So every once in a while, when you're playing a D and D game over the internet uh the dm will just bring out a picture either either it's a tavern like a, you know like a first person picture like not the top down one either it's a tavern or like a dungeon just to exemplify where you are if you linger on that it can be really cool because you start you know you're role playing and you're discussing what's going to happen and all that and you're paying attention to the details of the picture which can be really interesting i i want well, i have never dm'd so that's that's like i'm sorry first off. But second, when <laughs> I do DM, I want to do a session that is based all on pictures. So what I'm trying to come up with is with a plot that is concise, concise enough, or like a world, specifically, or a premise, the, that is concise enough and solid enough that I... It won't get out of hand for the pictures. That I won't get just overwhelmed. But also, I want to have, like, a good amount of the pictures already selected. So, you know, have interesting things to show the players. Uh, And, uh, and I'm thinking, like, something like Typical, you find yourself in a dungeon, get out of the dungeon, you know, Legend of Grimrock style, style thing, which allows you to just have all, all a, anything that you, that you want inside a dungeon and also everything that you want inside the dungeon because the players, I go left. Guess what? It's the same thing going left or right. You know, what? that kind of fake options if I have something that I really, really want uh, people to see
0: uh (laughs) just
2: make a big branching dungeon but
0: every step of the way it's actually just a straight line with pretend choices
2: because i got the pictures i'm not gonna throw them away i i spend time looking at them stanley took the door on the left (laughs) so yeah basically i i think that it can be really interesting to do a role-playing session where you're looking at a picture where you're role-playing rather than just sort of imagining it in your head or Or the map, or something like that, because it could be cool. So that's what I want to do in a role playing game. Hmm. I wanted to. I
0: definitely wanted to do like a disempowering thing,
2: like Hmm. a fucking,
0: like a community, like a a company town, or like Pathologic or something, (laughs) where it's just. Everything's going wrong all the time. You don't get you don't get the constant RPG hand job of like I'm so powerful and everything works out for me. It's like you have two coins to rub together and you can't find food and like kind of shit like that. <laughs> like it's just this massive struggle for so, the party to get anything down, and it feels like the world's like against them specifically.
2: So what happened to me when we played with Effie as the DM? I mean, Effie <laughs> could be an antagonistic <laughs> force at times, but also you like
0: just. Chose things. You burnt a house down. Like, what
1: the fuck did you think was gonna happen? You can't just like do that. That's a crime. Like, you can't
2: just. It isn't. Yes,
1: you literally literally got killed for that crime. That's why you died.
2: Like, because I didn't. Like, I was definitely because.
0: Like, like it, it led eventually to the funny fucking old lady illusion and everything. But I was definitely frustrated with Effie when he was like stacking exhaustion points on me and fucking police were just coming out of the pores of the city at me <laughs> from every direction. I'm like, what the f- what is this? Like, do I force Arwana level? I'm just a dude that ran away from med- medieval police and I run really fast. And like, I should have gotten away
1: thing. at some point. I like
0: I that's like the, the idea that. I know- it, it, go
2: for it. I was going to say, I know it's a staple in, in D&D, but the, there's no such thing as medieval police. Like, sure, there's guards in DND, and d Guards but like, or whatever, yeah. Police I just like, a,
0: a... Yeah. Like, they I don't have, like, the, like yeah. a fucking network. Like, once I break line of sight, they're kind of fucked. <laughs> like, yeah, was say, coming yeah, out of I, random buildings, like, they're spawning in GTA. <laughs> I, yeah, <that's laughs> so what I was going like, to say. I, I loved, was going to say, I love that cyber- it was GTA. Punked. Well, you know
1: that's the that's the i guess the there is this level of flexibility with dming that i i always don't want to be a part of because there is like you do sometimes like have a gun point into your head and it's like all right you're gonna create a whole new world a whole new story right now because i decided to not do this And you're know, like oh fuck what? oh no, that's okay. terrifying yeah <laughs> it's like you know like yeah what do you do you like what do you do when one of your players is like i'm gonna steal a thing and i'll run to the left and someone's like
0: yeah. Okay, well this is going to like throw a huge wrench into
3: this <laughs> story.
1: Um <laughs> you
0: know, like there is like, that's my under- that's my d that's my big D&D regret is that like half the time I even have to try to say something in character that isn't just like a snappy like comeback at someone that I'm like arguing with or something. Uh any any time I have to like try to improvise dialogue, I just kind of freeze and I'm just like, "Oh fuck, what would I say in this situation?" And then so I'm like oh really? you running a universe what the fuck how the fuck do you dm and then you, then it's like i wrote a seven 700 page novel about what might happen like which obviously you can't do but also you kind of have to do in some ways because you have to have some idea of what could happen and what the setting is like and where it's all hopefully going and where you're trying to make the narrative like you're trying to have narrative yeah. arcs and shit like that presumably which hopefully the players mm-hmm. will sometimes create themselves too but it's like how yeah how the fuck do you just react to some something just fucking happening and you're like yeah we want to run a bagel shop for the next seven years and you're like "Ah." i think (laughs) I,
1: i think what's important is being flexible but in depth so like you want you want to have characters and you want to have stories with those characters but you shouldn't have rigidity in how that story goes right like if they want to run a bagel shop that's fine An important character can be a customer at a bagel shop. There is no like law that says they don't eat bagels. Like you can have a person come in and be like, "Oh man, these are some really good bagels." Have you guys heard about this like crazy dragon going around? And it's like you can you can do that. (laughs) That's natural. It's not like you. It's not like a bagel shop is run like a Sims game where it's like no one says anything. They just come and get their bagel and go home. Like you can you know you can still have natural instances and you can still keep a story going even if someone says like no, actually I don't care about dragons. You can go like, "Oh, okay, that's fine." Like because the dragon can still get killed by not by you, but that can still or have the consequences can in coming through the window. Or that, yeah, you could be spiteful yeah. and just say like, "Well, now the dragon has a thing about bagels and he's coming for your bagel shop." But like <laughs> bagel dragon. Uh, yeah, it's a bagel dragon now. But like that's what I'm saying is like it it doesn't you don't necessarily have to have the players go from point A to point B in in like a perfect linear fashion. You can just have, "Hey, there's a character at point A that wants you to go to point B." And how you get there is kind of just fun. You just do whatever it takes to get there. But there may be like the, a The struggle is need. having
0: the talent to improvise
1: and the confidence to think you can. Yeah, that's, the, but, and that's what I'm saying. It's like it's not easy. It's just like that's kind yeah. of the that's the mentality you have to go into is you don't want to be rigid,
0: but you need to be like very confident in your flexibility. There's that uh, pressure of, hey, you're personally responsible for the enjoyment of like two to four of your friends. Yeah. <laughs> And i've seen yeah. i've seen that pressure happen in real time because i've seen like we uh what is it somebody did their first ever dm session uh or campaign at marty's house and like they were trying to figure out what to do and and like they would and they would make mistakes here and there and we had one player in particular that was like a long time try hard nerd that would like actually stir shit up and get angry when he made mistakes and it's like what the fuck like there was genuine like storm out of the room moments and it's like what, what the, the actual fuck bro and there was one point where we decided that uh we had just gotten this i don't even know what height what uh what campaign this was although it is the original in- incarnation of uh of thunder in the morning except he was a tiefling but with the same character uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh it was just the same character with a, with a different and same backstory but a different race uh and same like thief goings on with his choices uh, mm-hmm. w- after retrieving this egg for this dude and getting it to him was this like water deep or something? I don't know. Uh, we decided afterwards we're like we're going to steal that dragon egg. <laughs> and so I was like alright uh, see you guys next week I'll, th- I'll f- think about this and then we never met again. <laughs> oh
2: no. No dragon for you. No
3: dragon <laughs> he
0: was going to like <laughs> the idea was that we need to stop so he could like plan out what the fuck the heist was going to be like yeah ironically yeah like a dragon heist but not in the dragon heist campaign uh and uh yeah we never met up again yeah <laughs> i don't i don't think that went, went over so great him having to figure out that in part because i don't think that was in the book because we were going off of a module and so he was like oh f- fuck
1: yeah and that's, yeah, obviously time is a big factor, too. Like, the more time you dedicate to doing, you know, it's like a skill. The more time you dedicate to doing it, the better yeah. you'll get at uh, overcoming stuff like that. It's just, mm-hmm. it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. I think, I think my only regret is not being able to follow through with my character. I think I spent a lot, I, sp- I spent too much time um, thinking about my character uh, and not enough time being my character. So I regret not having more time to be my character.
0: Yeah, um, there's, there's a chance that we might be able to bring that campaign but, back someday. But I definitely have yeah, the thought of like, I mean, hey, let's see who we can rent, ra- who we can rally back. And I was like, I think we can get like, I think we can get Marty. Like he's interested in coming back and so on. Then I realized like, oh, shit, there's like a fucking like zero overlap between at least before you moved. I don't know about now. But at the time, there was zero overlap between your availability and everybody else's availability. I'm like, oh, we're either doing this like with or with, like either with Andrew, yeah. or with everyone but Andrew, <laughs> Because because yeah. yeah, we lost one player to the pandemic. Now they didn't die. Don't worry, audience. <laughs> they, they just never they just never came back. Uh, and that was like why Which... it was on pause. And it's like at this point, it's like it's been long enough that's like we're justified to just moving on and just getting rid of one character. But then I'm like, uh if i don't think we can get andrew so that's that's like basically just me effie and marty and colonel <laughs> like that we're yeah, down to are down to a lot we're down to a lot less people all of a sudden yeah,
2: yeah. The, the story doesn't making as much sense i think i could know, do, do it if it if right. wasn't
1: i think i could do it if it wasn't like every weekend if there's just like one uh yeah. one like I love all the memories it gives
0: the, yeah the, I mean, the, it's it's one of those games where the memories uh the memories overshadow the reality of it being several hours of being kind of bored in the moment. <laughs> but then, like, cool enough stuff happens that that's what you remember instead of the rest of the session.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's you... the ND. That's why I yeah. think that's why it works better at tabletop because you're, like, munching on something. Yeah, or... you're hanging out. And also, five, and like, 5
0: out. is simplified and sped up in so many ways. And it still kind of suffers from that to some extent. But, you know.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It's
0: worth it because yeah, you
2: get to do this that bullshit we get up to. There's other systems. I get the impression that the fact that it can be boring, like not you know, obviously some DMs will not make it boring and others will. It's not a. I'm not throwing shade on on Effie. He's he's great. I love I love his uh, his um uh, his DMing style honestly. But there you know it's it's down to the dm but the game itself it just lends itself to that so to what you're saying like especially with bigger parties there's going to be downtime and i wonder if that's the reason why so often tabletop role-playing games just have so much combat all the time it's just like that's what they're
3: for
0: (laughs) (laughs) right i'm so happy to go an entire session without even having combat
3: I'm yeah, not even interested in combat right where I do off.
0: damage. When combat happens, I'm only interested in what weird spells I can do stuff with that fuck up, like, the context of the fight, basically, and get
2: away with something. I think the most interesting thing is always, like, I want to go that way because of this yeah. choice, or I want to try this skill because of this idea. And, you know, that can tie into combat as well, but it's just the fighting is, like, oh, now they're half health. Oh, exciting. Instead of three quarters. Ugh. Yeah.
0: Right, we gotta get questions. They're coming in. If you had a year with no games coming out, uh, what would you be your... I didn't read this right. If you had a, a year where no new games came out, what would be the games you play to catch up on your backlog? I, uh... I mean, I, did
2: I, any games come out this year?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
1: I... New games are always... There's more new games coming out than there are people on the planet. There's there, endless uh... video games,
0: especially with indie
1: yeah, I, I obviously there's like there, there's only so much you can catch up on. I think if I, yeah. if I could, um, I don't know. I, what do, what do I have? What's like sitting around? I guess that's the problem. I don't really have a backlog in my head of games. I'm oh, like, yeah. damn, I really wish I could because I kind of just. well do. you get that spreadsheet, but you don't like games.
2: I yeah, have a so it's like with some yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm not too. I'm not too worried because like I just play games and then I either hate them or I don't hate them as much, yeah. and, and then I just move on with life. <laughs> as much. And so like, yeah, I don't have to think about it too much.
0: I don't I, like it's. It's like it's there's some multiplayer stuff I'm playing. This new like Wilder Myth and Escape Simulator, but aside from that, like my entire schedule is actually currently games that aren't brand new, except for the Patreon chosen game inscription. Uh, the most recent one is Resident Evil, which is like eight months old. But uh, next I'm playing a classic game, like that's just built into my schedule. But like I'm, I'm usually kind of already behind by a fair bit anyway, and always working on backlog. But I have a fucking infinity spreadsheet of literally, <laughs> like, like, a, like you're like, what games did you get to? And I'm like, I'm already trying to forever all the time. Help. Uh, this I... is, there's links to it in various places, but it's just. I do, will never run out of games. If you stop making games right now, I will play games on my spreadsheet for the rest of my
3: life.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. I I uh, I I don't have that kind of spreadsheet like yours, where it's really like a bounty of of so many games. Uh, I only have a few, and honestly, it's like it's more, it's games that I've played that I want to play again more than games that I haven't played,
3: but. That is I, the thing, I, uh, too,
0: yeah. Like, doing alternate runs of various games or just wanting to come back to something is, like, such a struggle in addition to that. Mm-hmm.
2: But this year, I end up... Uh, possibly for the last two years, it depends. I've been going over the games that I missed from Bioware. Uh, so I replayed Mass Effect 1, and I'm now playing Mass Effect 2. But I played Dragon Age 1 and 2. Uh, and those were fun. Those were really good games. Uh, I prefer... I think I prefer the second game, the second game, and I'm looking <laughs> forward to it. <playing. laughs> I'm looking Join forward to it. Join me on the dark side. Wait, do you like the second game better as all?
3: Uh-huh.
2: Oh, yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> is that the I'm one with the dwarf? Play? I mean, I like the Dragon Age yeah, games. Yeah. yeah, it's the one with Varric. I yeah, like the Varric, Dragon Age games in Varric's general, one. but I think, I think two is probably the, my favorite. Among other Thank things, you. because it's like, instead of being like, save the world again, it's like, here's a town and like the eras of its struggles and shit. And that's like interesting. I wish the
2: like. I get. I got a lot of people telling me that they thought that the second game didn't really have much of a plot, and I I can see where that could like. I can see that. I can see. It has like three plots. Yeah, but they're not. They're not really connected. I wish they could just throw in they're some. Connected some... by your family. I know. Being I know. stuck there like, in that town and, they, and living. And they it. are. And they are. But the thing is, like, the three plots, without much spoilers, is basically. Getting into town and setting yourself up. Uh, and the second, the middle part of the game is all about. Uh, the Kunari. Oh, yeah, the Kunari. Oh, yeah, the Kunari could have been a, like a. Um, the, they could have been the, the sort of the melding of the three plots. Like because they don't really take play or they, they're not really a big part in the beginning or the end of the game. And I wish I wish they were because it would make a little bit more sense. Or maybe it's because of my choices. I don't know. But it's not that he doesn't. I just sense. like getting just really that...
0: granular and character
2: driven instead of
0: being like, and then all of the kingdoms join together to fight the
2: zombie dragon. I think I think the original Dragon Age was character driven as well, but yeah. just in a more. That's, it's
0: what's good about Bioware games. It's just that the plot plot is always like the same save the world plot yeah. over and over again.
2: And I'm also playing Dishonored Two, which uh, finally got it wrong It's so good, Dishonored Two. My God. At least the beginning, it's a really strong, really strong start. Yeah, I'm starting yeah. to get to around the death of the outsider. I'll play that after. So I'm definitely going over some some games that that I uh, that I, I left behind. Bioware, I, yeah. I sort of fell fell out of Bioware. Uh, honestly, I think the last game that I played from Bioware was Mass Effect Two, which I didn't prefer to Mass Effect One. I prefer no, Mass, Mass Effect 1. One's the best Mass Effect. Yeah, I, did, I didn't play the they third get, one. I will. They all
0: get linearly worse until they mm. get exponentially worse.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's the, yeah, it's what are you the, talking about? Three is
0: the best one of the series. It yeah, as for why I'm not just together. sitting here rattling off names, when I look at my spreadsheet for indie games, I just scroll down and the final entry is on row 154. And my final game <laughs> on puzzle games is on row 222. Uh...
2: That's also even, that, sixty. oh
0: my god there's also 64 games in my classic game slot and that's not even counting like i have a vr slot a modern AAA and double a slot uh rpg slot a, just a list of souls likes uh games <laughs> that are good for playing with stephanie good for playing with bird good for playing with andrew horror games <laughs> there's so many columns some of them have repeat entries because you know some of them are indie games that are good for playing with stephanie so they're in both but uh Fuck. Indie puzzle games. VR. <laughs> Can't even start listing things. Yeah, they're they're indie indie <laughs> puzzle games that are also asymmetrical multiplayer with Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just go just split every fucking Venn diagram into one yeah, thing until some, it's a flower. <laughs> at some point your your Excel
1: spreadsheet is just uh, pointless. You just press a button and it randomly picks a game for you, and you're like, thanks. Alright. <laughs> like uh...
3: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
1: that's i don't know Like, what do you at what point like what do you how many how many layers you know how many rows are you going to keep making of games right like once you breach like a thousand you just you just start like oh "Oh, there's
0: definitely i definitely consider like going through and just deleting a bunch of them yeah like well but but then but but the thing about it is that it's less about having a to-do list to like genuinely conquer and more it's just like a place where i paste the names of every game that i when i that i see somewhere and i'm like that looks worth remembering maybe maybe i get around to that someday and then i try to have a highlighted area at the top of the list of like my highest priority ones but then that one also bloats to like 50 games and i'm like okay how do i call this one down (laughs) it's like deleting games from the list is almost pointless because it's just like a way of essentially parsing the infinite (laughs) the infinite lovecraftian expanse that is like steam's list of games into like the ones that actually caught my attention at some point
2: it sounds like the uh the sort of feature or not feature but sort of tool that things like steam could help people out with just add it to my list add it to my backlog steam backlog they could they should capitalize on the fact that people don't play games they buy (laughs) turn it into a culture (laughs) <laughs> the, uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I think uh, like uh, Steam is such no, a trash like this tool started for finding games. Honestly,
0: you start doing a Let's Play channel, and if you have any kind of broad interest in games and aren't somebody that like struggles to find anything they like, like you immediately have an exponential problem. Like my original art commission for my channel, uh, for the uh the banner featured Mias Mata in the email as part of like the mood of like stuff I was kind of going towards, uh. That guy, uh, that was probably not a very well done email when I look back at it, because I'm like, this guy's just doing really quick, like really cheap banners. He mostly just ignored everything and just drew a, a bonfire <laughs> way back then and just moved on. <laughs> and and it, hey, it was like, hey, he got to me like in a day. I'm like, all right, and I didn't, like always, I didn't complain because <laughs> I have never complained about an art commission. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> but like I, me- but I mentioned Miasmata in that, and I'm like, I still haven't played Miasmata, and at one point I was like. I literally like envisioned myself as being like some kind of like survival games game like player more so than even an RPG player at the time. Uh, I thought mm-hmm. I was going to be doing that kind of stuff more. And so like that was a thing that, that came up in, in my mind. And like it's been like a decade now and I still haven't covered me like, as you, the Like you, the, the, the backlog immediately starts growing the moment you even start paying attention and you never yeah. you never conquer it.
1: I just I just let Steam recommend me games, so it tells me like what you should play, and I just click on whatever's at the very end of that list because all of the stuff in the beginning is garbage, um, and it works out so poorly. Every game it's recommended me has been bad, so confident. Womp womp. Next time, <laughs> maybe you should. No, I, just I had to open Steam.
2: the door for my cat because he was throwing things outside.
3: I I don't know. I
1: feel <laughs> like I, I feel like a year isn't enough uh no matter, if you want to catch up on a backlog no matter what uh i can't imagine someone oh, yeah, has no. like a year worth of games uh especially unless you're playing something that like takes a year to beat like i don't know whatever there something, are single
0: franchises that, that where it would take me taking a year off from doing anything else to get through
2: that's true a year off? i i just meant yeah, like it am alone is like three year. years
0: it's like, I'm gonna spend this year playing Resident Evil, or this year playing Metal Gear, or this player oh, finishing the second half of the Yakuza games.
2: Resident yeah, Evil if you is fast. Just, yeah, if you beat every Yakuza game, Resident you Evil is do it not fast. Year. There's so many Resident Evils. Oh, right, because it's not just the main entries. Yeah, it's called Veronica like, and the Origins, and Origins 2. And yeah, origin and Code Zero. Products is a main entry, it's just not numbered. Could you beat
1: every Monster oh. Hunter in a year? Yeah, I, I still think have so. the year. I, I still think ha- it's possible. Uh,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: Jesus Christ. I mean,
0: define beat to some extent, but also like, oh God, what a, what a void. Kill every dragon. Yeah, I, I once. still ha- I still have the original Res- Resident Evil, the original Resident Evil two and three. The orig- I have uh, was my list says Resident Evil Survivor, Resident Evil Code Veronica, Resident Evil Guiden, Resident Evil Survivor two, Code Veronica, Resident Evil remake, but as Chris instead of Jill because I only played Jill the first time around. Resident Evil Zero, Resident Evil Dead Aim, Outbreak, Outbreak two, four, Umbrella Chronicles four VR, Dark Side Chronicles, Mercenaries three D, Operation Raccoon City, Umbrella Corps. Okay, so those last oh, few are okay. pretty skippable those are the stupid multiplayer ones but uh there's a <laughs> lot of fucking resident evil i've played like 10 and i'm still like there's so many we're down to the more that's, questionable ones yeah. but i definitely still need to play like outbreak one and two and four and code veronica because those are like the main 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 games and like there is the question of like the original resident evils were so different shouldn't you play those also instead of in, in addition to the remakes and hmm
2: i mean that goes in the, the, the classic yeah, category resident, that's the original Resident Evils are the only Resident Evils for me.
0: So I was like, when are you going to finish all the franchises that you've covered? And it's like, uh, well, Patreon had me played Dead Space, so I guess now i got to play Dead Space Extraction, Dead Space 2, Dead Space <laughs> uh, 3.
2: No, there's only three, right? Oh, no, wait, extra- you mentioned others.
0: Dead Space Extraction yeah. is a Wii U light gun game that is sh- apparently like shockingly good and very canon, and also like very, very just, it's very much... <laughs> Significant to the narrative <laughs> of Dead Space as a whole was that
1: on the was that on the back of the box very, very canon. canon. If you do not play this, the story is just incomplete.
2: Yeah, or it's like for people who don't so, know what canon means, which some people might not. It sounds like very, very disappointed. Disappointed. Machine gun. very yeah, bizarro. Like, okay.
0: Like, I don't even remember the last time I even updated my Souls Likes list, so it's so out of date now. But still has Dark Mouse, Immortal Planet, Immortal Unchanged, Sinner, Sacrifice or Redemption, B- uh, Blasphemous, Code Vain, Jedi Fallen Order, Neo 2, Virgil, Vigil, The Longest Night. you played the so many of those Knight. already. Uh, no, I did last no? tries of, like, two of them. Uh, and then, of course, like, oh. the fucking Cinders, Daughters of Ash, and Prepare to Die Again mods for Dark Souls. And I think another one's coming out that's on my calendar somewhere. It's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> help uh, there is no end
2: to vdr games
0: i could spend the whole year just playing mods of one game <laughs>
3: <laughs> what
0: yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah, dark, just is... doing all these fucking like mods of dark souls where they keep making new campaigns in the first game
3: modding I... is such
0: a
2: a new breath of life to any game whatsoever yeah. that people or, who are fallout into california just... and fallout colorado or something nevada yeah,
0: oh, don't fall, don't, a, don't do Fallout Nevada. A, yeah, it's like there's the, there's the there's the the fan two D Fallout or the fan isometric Fallout and the fan Bethesda
2: Fallout. Mm-hmm. So it's Project California, I believe, is the uh, for for Fallout New Vegas and Fallout Nevada is is a mod. It's not a mod. It's like a redesign of Fallout Two, but it's really not well written. I feel, and it's also not very well designed. It's this sort of RPG where like you get a mission to to be like uh try to stop these bikers from destroying our town and then you're like okay what do i do next and then the 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 the, the riders thought of something for you to do next but they got got you no clue so you you're supposed to stumble onto stum- stuff like yeah. there, there's even options for you to do th- different things but you just need to stumble into those options which means that when you do stumble into an option you're like oh this is the thing i can do because you don't know <laughs> the other one, so yeah, it's 4D not
0: gamer brain. Those moments yeah, where you it's... just like
2: you think you're
0: logically concluding what the evidence is given to you, but then all the comments are losing their shit because you didn't see the things that were never presented to you. The, uh, yeah, is it? yeah, No, the comments uh, are mostly you, people get... being
2: like, "How did you find this? I can't find it. Or where yeah. is this? I have no idea." Because <laughs> it's everybody having the same issue. <laughs> And my and of course don't look at Let's Plays for walkthroughs. It is bad. Yeah, no, people. I,
0: there's so many fucking walkthrough comments. I'm like, not a walkthrough. Not what the title of the video is. Hello. <laughs> All right. Would you consider doing other tabletop systems than DD, like a one shot Myth of Cthulhu session? I don't know if I'd want to do again. Put in the effort to learn a session a system for a one shot, but. Uh, I've already, like, we, like, we already, I've already done Pathologic, <laughs> uh, Pathfinder, which is not D&D, uh, or Starfinder, and, or, they have played the same both, sort of thing. systems, yeah. Yeah, but uh, I've also, uh, what is it, I've also played Shadowrun and Vampire, which, uh, Shadowrun I did not have a good time with. We had a very boisterous and showy experienced Dungeon Master, I guess, that loved to weave a big tail and so on. But I and he was and I'm sure he was trying, but boy, did I not understand what was happening or what I was doing. I'd never heard of the Shadowrun universe at the time, so it was all new to me at the time. And I... Like it was, we we had the whole set where it's like, you're the Decker and you're the femme fatale and, and you're the fixer or whatever. So it's like, femme oh, fatale cool. is not
2: a, it's not a class. You can't. Yeah, I don't.
0: I, that's all I remember about that. Per, that character. <laughs> so I'm just saying like, <laughs> yeah, I know. it's like I, I was a fixer and I'm like, I that a fixer is a terrible job to have f- about it for a universe that you don't understand. So my job was to send people on missions and know things, basically. And I'm like, I don't fucking know what's happening. I don't... So I would pretty much just, like, stare at the DM, like, I... Uh, and then he would, like, tell me what I knew. And I'm like, what...
2: Am-? I'm like, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> this is this was messy. But... Uh, yeah, Shadowrun my- is very much like that because it's so focused on combat. It's also yeah. a terrible system for new players because the premise is that you're a d- greedy... A- a gritty- Per, per, Down to earth person who does under, like yeah. law things. So it was, our, it was our
0: our D and D dungeon master for three point five had brought in his friend that like that he clearly played with and so on, and that guy clearly had like a plan for what the night's narrative was, and we just kind of like got to sit through it, I guess. But uh, vampire was fun. I played as the uh, it's like the gangrel or whatever. I think I think it's the same people that I played as in a in the video game. And it was specifically, I took flaws that made me made it almost impossible to actually uh, to pass as a uh, uh, to uh, not pat. Well, yeah, to pass, but to the, the word for it, uh, to the maintain masquerade.
3: The
0: masquerade. Yeah. So I I pretty much had to hide and and use a, I basically turned a gang girl into an Osferatu. But with <laughs> the but with the uh, like fucked up transformation traits. Did uh, you get those marks that show up on your forehead when
2: you're low on blood?
0: Uh no, I think it was just animalistic traits, like I, like it was oh. just a like too far gone situation. But that meant I got to take a bunch of of uh, positives because that's a fun that's a fun way to build characters is, is have flaws mm-hmm. that give you points that you can then spend on boons and you get to make like a really interesting character that way. Mm-hmm. But that was the one where like I was ha- I was like interested in where things were going to go. But I was playing we were playing with two people in the party that were just murder hobos and they just did not comprehend what a tabletop game was somehow even though we i think we would played dnd before but they were just like they were so bizarrely like like i guess dnd was consistently framed like a dungeon enough that they weren't confused that they that they like <laughs> fit into it somehow but these fuckers like we they set us down at night in a suburban neighborhood and they just started going from house to house and slaughtering everyone inside like people to come running out on fire and stuff and the whole time <laughs> i'm sitting there uh i'm just sitting on the lawn just sort of watching and not and not taking part and uh not and they're they're like acting like i'm the weird one and like not and seemingly not in character but out of character like what are you doing you're playing a game and i'm like these aren't this isn't a dungeon these are just random houses what the fuck are these people doing That yeah, but no, like I, I, have, I have zero specific preference for DD except for the fact that you know it's like I've learned. It's like when you've learned how to ski, and then someone's like, "Try snowboarding." I'm like, "But I know how to ski." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that- other than that, it's just it's just the same improv stuff, and hopefully the
2: game uh, enables you getting up to shit. The problem with D is that it's it's less like learning how to snowboard after you lear- learned how to ski, but more you're sitting down and somebody says get up and walk and you're like but i'm sitting down that's D is sitting down because it's it's very limiting unfortunately
1: i just that's fired show up and play a game (laughs) i don't think too much about it i i get that it's i get the point is that you're role-playing but I think yeah, I think I have an easier time role playing in a D and D setting than I have role playing in a video game. I can't role play in video games, um, like in a tabletop setting. Yeah, like in a tabletop setting. To D&D's I can. D and D's setting. <laughs> well, like so, a tabletop or a D and D style, I can be a lot more immersive and yeah. role play with. But when I'm in a video game, my brain just doesn't understand yeah. non combat. Like the idea is if, if I'm not fighting people, it must be a puzzle game. And if it's not a puzzle game, then why am I not <laughs> fighting people? Like that's the like the whole that's like but the in two D&D switches to like, other right.
0: human beings talking to you. Yeah, and they can actually but, respond to you like a not robot. Exactly. Yeah, it's like I think it's because like when I'm you I'm sorry, like, it, I only accept Paragon and Renegade. Yeah, like when you, talk to, somebody, Par- when
1: you talk to somebody we talk to somebody in like a an RPG video game, uh they often come off very like killable like you kind of want them to go away if you can make them go away whereas like in D&D or tabletop people come off more reasonable because it's like a real person talking to you um but like yeah when you like walk to an NPC it's like hello sir fuck off and you're like i why are, what fuck you i'm going to kill you right now <laughs> like <laughs> like what is this shit and then like you know, me. A real, no fuck you yeah exactly it's like <laughs> yeah. what the hell no but uh but yeah, I, so I don't know. I don't. Uh, it's funny hearing the idea of like someone doing it
0: inversely, of like, oh, you mentioned... on
1: tabletop you just go around murdering everybody. It's like, what? Aren't they more real
0: that way? Like, how are you doing? This? Yeah, it's also just <laughs> so weird. <laughs> it's so much more boring in tabletop yeah well that that too like i i imagine it takes so uh, much longer like i i remember one of those murder hobo people got the dm once and they made the most theory crafted nightmare encounter where we fought some kind of like mimic chest that had like seven tentacles that were all holding different weapons and like literally every turn of combat took like an hour like just sitting there we were (laughs) sitting there at the geology at the at the computer lab of the geol of the geology department on campus and like I was just marveling at how slow the like how slow the combat was moving and how much time it was losing. It was like turns of Twilight Imperium without being Twilight Imperium. Like no fight in D D deserves to take that long. It's no. either a straightforward fight where you hit numbers on each other and then somebody wins, or someone co- pulls off a really cool trick, which is preferable, and something interesting happens. I love my I love my bag of tricks. It's always why I always want
2: to play as like a druid or something. It's uh yeah like it's I I guess in role playing role playing in video games always requires you to um make up your your own attitude even the the play roleplayest role of role playing games will um in, you know computer role playing games will uh, will always require you to have an attitude that isn't oh let's find out what happens when i choose this option or what what the mm-hmm. developers thought this option was and like, and I, I think uh, that's my perspective anyway, but I, I think, uh, and I understand your, your perspective, Andrew, also because we have talked about it uh, a few times already, but I think developers themselves sometimes think like you do. Like you, you mentioned, um, Keith, you mentioned the Paragon and the Renegade from Mass Effect in Mass Effect 2. They have in the, in the cutscenes, they have like a, a quick action button for Paragon and Renegade actions and you you're just given a prompt It's just like left click or i'm playing on pc left click for, for paragon or for renegade or right click for renegade or whatever and um and you don't know what is going to happen so in the in last time i played i uh i just punched a journalist <laughs> i i came up to a journalist being like hey what's up and she's like oh yeah i guess i want to find out what's going on and then a, a prompt shows she really up for-
0: she really does make you want to punch her
2: <laughs> yeah but i just i yeah. I, I didn't she's choose that so awful <laughs> I didn't yeah. choose that, that though. I feel, like, I, just... I feel
0: like that's one of yeah. It's just I feel like that's one of the most one of the most like popular renegade options in the game.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but like, it should oh, be given a choice. A bitch. You're just
0: gonna twist everything I fucking say, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, no. It's, it was a it was a very questionable choice to have those weird QTEs where you're like, I don't know what the QTE do though. Yeah. Every yeah. now and then it's a cool moment, like when you you fucking. You're like, dodge this, and you take somebody I, out in the middle of a fight scene, but otherwise, you're like, I don't know what it does in this conversation.
3: It's, it, yeah, I it's, didn't it's almost,
0: it it feels almost too uh
1: mechanical, like, it really is yeah. like a pulling the yeah, curtain in yeah. a way where it's like, none, nothing you decide matters. What kind of playthrough are you doing? Are you doing the good playthrough or the bad playthrough? Which is like the opposite of role playing, you don't want to, you don't yeah. like play well, it's, it, it it's just, like so rigid,
0: the very it's, act yeah. of playing uh video game rpg is just kind of the perpetual record scratch of like it's almost an rpg it's almost working it's trying so hard but it can't it never can it never will it'll always just try to get closer until they give up which is most of the time now Mm -hmm.
2: let's see what was your favorite game when you were little that you thought was hard but loved it just before we move on uh sorry keith uh i uh regarding that punching the journalist thing I didn't take it quite as uh as a hey, what a cool moment kind of thing because I I, uh, talked to her, right after talking to us in a situation where a uh, cop was racially profiling, a, uh, I forget their name, but it's like Tally. Who's uh, Tally? What's her race? Uh, Quarian. Quarian, yeah. So uh, there was this cop. Uh, racially profiling a quarian, a cop who says in one of his lines this is like patrolling new york city we need to make this street safe and i'm like uh, good uh, for uh, calling me new- uh, fo- uh, yes what? just uh, where's your blue th- uh, thin blue line badge where can i see your your uh yeah <laughs> does Aquarian know is? what
1: that means <laughs> does a quar- no,
2: is the Aquarian Aquarian didn't like, say that it was a oh cop man, was not like cop new york <laughs>
1: And yeah, like, no, no,
2: they and right they after-
0: about profiling the Quarian, and, and yeah, there is oh. a thing here where it's like in character and in the from the perspective of Shepard and as a video game protagonist, you're like used to a particular worldview where you're kind of above scrutiny and you're the protagonist and all this shit. But in the context of Shepard being a space cop. It's really fucked up to punch one of the people that holds you ac- that can even begin to hold you accountable, which basically nobody can.
2: Yeah, yeah. So it makes total sense for the storyline, and also it's really being portrayed. I, I like that I chose the the ending that I chose in the first game. Uh, it's basically a police state. <laughs> Mass Effect Two is it starts with a police state, and it's portrayed legitimately well. Yes, it is like patrolling New York City. Yes, officer. Yes, it is. Anyway, uh, we can move on. What to the next. a line. That was, and there was. Jesus. There were others. There were others.
0: Even, even the most recent time I played those games was a few years back, where I don't think I even had the context for that line
2: yet. Yeah, <laughs> I, like I, I, I mused, I about it because I don't think, like earnestly talking here among us, I don't think the writers wanted to make to make it sound any. Any deep, uh, they didn't have any depth to that. I think that was just a throwaway line that I think is like a, re- a relic of watching movies where there's a lot of propaganda in movies, and it, like even, Spider-Man alone. Uh, wait, wasn't it? Well, cleaning, I mean, cleaning,
1: did... the, cleaning the streets has kind of like always been the slogan of police in every major city. Yeah, They're like yeah. ah, we gotta keep these streets clean of people, otherwise they'll do crimes.
2: <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like like the. Uh what I'm saying is like people get get the ideas that they do and it's not sometimes they, they write games without trying to be to say anything too deep and I'm not saying that Bioware was trying to do a copaganda with Mass Effect 2, although they did it. No, it's just the default way
0: of interacting with police and fiction when you if you don't yeah, interrogate yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh what is your favorite game when you were little that you thought was hard but loved it? Ooh, um, like, So I guess the, your favorite hard game you liked as a kid.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Probably, I'd probably say, like, Animaniacs for the Super Nintendo. Um, <laughs> that was really hard. It was a, as a kid, that was a really fucking hard game. It's one of those types of platformers that uh, have a lot of quick reaction time stuff. So you'd be, like, running down a hill and something will be in the way of you and you need to dodge it really quickly but you're like a child so your reaction time is that of like an inebriated adult so like you just can't <laughs> yeah. do anything you're just an idiot and so i just felt like it was really tough i was like damn i am never gonna be able to dodge this thing but like as i now as an adult i just like kind of I, I can beat it in like two hours and i kind of laugh at myself it's like man what a pathetic kid i would go back in time and like call myself pathetic for not being able to beat animaniacs like it's so easy <laughs> but you would quit I loved gaming. It. I still loved because... it nonetheless. It like stuck in my brain forever. Yeah. And I, yeah.
2: For me, it was, it's definitely Tomb Raider one, like easily, <laughs> oh, easily. Not only because it was, I, I loved the game, but I thought it was really hard. It was the first kind of, the, for the first game of that kind that I played. And like, I reached, I think I reached, reached like level two or three, a few hours after starting the game and like figuring out all the things fighting against, the language Dude, I only barrier had the demo
0: and it's seared into my mind like you go around the mansion and like jump around her weird tutorial obstacle hor- course place and then you there was some place in the demo where you just like spawned in like a, a under like a cave where there's like a tiger i think yeah and you'd fight the tiger and it was weirdly terrifying for some reason like it was just so realistic or something i don't know uh hmm. and then i couldn't like figure out how to leave the cave like so I would just run around in circles in this tiny space forever, not knowing how to leave or what I was supposed to do because it was such a weird new experience of a game. But it was like it's like it's like burned in somewhere like I remember that forever. And I don't even I, I don't think... even know how weird it gets later, because I think later you're running around in like in the f- like flesh
2: tunnels where there's copies yeah. of yourself and shit. I'm like,
0: what? What?
2: Yeah. what? I had to go back to Tomb Raider. What? No, Tomb Raider 1 is a fantastic game. It's effectively Prince of Persia, but in 3D. And if I had played Prince of Persia, it would be a much easier start. But my problem was really the puzzles. Uh, like, I think the third level I got stuck and then uh, dropped the game for like a month or something. And this was when I was like probably 14, maybe 13. And then I kept playing and I got stuck at the uh, cistern level way, way deep into the game, like 10 or 15. Twenty hours into the game um and then i i dropped it for a few years and then went back and finished it it was it was fun honestly it's one of my favorite tomb raiders the, i mean wait it's not the best tomb raider but prince of persia count as a metroidvania no does it it kind of has the, the sort of design sensibilities where you need to go, you know avoid places to go to find things i'm talking about the original the one two for uh yeah yeah I oh, yeah. I've only played the reboot that everyone hated, but I had a great time. I didn't. I,
0: yeah, I didn't. I only I'm played just, the original one a little. Now I'm just wondering, like, does it?
1: That's does the original count as a? Because I remember I you do unlock stuff and go back, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Like starting was... at the uh, uh, starting at the beginning, you at least the way you get the sword is by going a certain way, and then you can fight and all that. But then you die, and you have uh. to start from the beginning. So, so no. So it's more like a roguelite. Uh. Yeah, it's got a little bit of that. I mean, it's that was just all of like. the old video games, basically. Yeah. It was, fuck,
0: you start over Castlevania.
2: Oh, like, the original yeah. Castlevania
0: you beat in, like, 45 minutes, but it'll
2: take you, like, three years to actually do that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's so frustrating. I, I can't believe yeah. people growing up. I mean, it was video games, though. So it's like, that's what, what That's what, else what you had you back then. That's what they were like. Yeah. Yeah, but
3: that's uh,
0: crazy. It's very different these yeah. days, fortunately. For me it's like so- my uh I think my first memory of a video game was Ninja Gaiden, the original one. Uh I think it's just what we got with my Nintendo. Yeah, I was going to say which it probably at the time, came with your Super yeah. Nintendo. <laughs> and for a very long time I did the original Nintendo and like I I my entire timeline of when i thought the consoles came out was all fucked up for mo- most of my life because of the fact that i grew up with a nintendo and then later a super nintendo and so on but like i was old but I, I would only realize later that i was always like almost an entire console generation behind <laughs> because like obviously the super nintendo is like older than i am uh and I, I only ever got i only got caught up uh, with the 64 i think but like i i swear I swear I put like all sorts of time into that game and I probably only ever got to the second level like <laughs> that game's devastatingly hard but uh, actually and I'll just say right now like the next uh I went on to play Ninja Gaiden on the Xbox uh the re the reboot one that's just called Ninja Gaiden again and like the fucking exploding shuriken enemies are seared into my mind as like just this whole like like one of the first horrible memories of a video game just being like comically hard in like that way that i like that soul's <laughs> way basically and so the next classic game i've already finished recording it uh the next classic game on my channel is going to be ninja Gaiden black because i'm going oh, back no. I, really? I went back to go and fucking beat the game that i that destroyed me as a child and uh whoo game's fucking rough <laughs> yeah i was gonna say that wasn't a that
1: was not a pleasant experience i remember beating no. Ninja in black and not we'll not see how people react to it. that
0: one because i it's, i'm getting some <laughs> rants
1: yeah no it's not it's that's that's the problem too is that it was yeah. uh it wasn't like the best made either
0: there's a lot of really crummy no it's i i um... really i had a higher impression of its quality from the part <laughs> i experienced as a kid because yeah. i hadn't seen the, the type of bullshit it pulls later like there's a certain like if if you know what i mean like it, it almost in like that vague like souls kind of way it's like the bullshit exploding shuriken ninja guys in like the third level or whatever they're 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 fucked up but like within the scope of what you would hope the game might be like and so you think you if you knew that you might think like okay i think i know what kind of game i'm getting myself into like i remember fighting Throughout that blimp and the guy on the roof of the blimp and stuff, and I remember fighting a, a horseback dude and there's like ads in the fight. Oh man, this is too much to handle at once. But like, yeah. no, what the fuck? No. The rest of that game, <laughs> what <laughs> yeah. the actual fuck happens in that game? Like, you get a third of the way in and it's like agony. <laughs> I can't believe that game yeah. is what it is. That's my favorite thing about returning to games I didn't beat as a kid is just learning once and for all what they were. And I'm like, what the. F- Fuck! That's, People yeah, pine after was, this game. They can't wait for it to come back on a regular basis. What? All these yeah. posts like, "Wow, Ninja Gaiden Black looks great on the Xbox Series X. am like, "You still want to play Ninja Gaiden Blacks now?" Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Go play Devil May Cry Four.
1: That's that's a thing. That's a thing, right? Is that it's? Uh, it was like an it was an OG. It's so like OG Xbox is like the original Xbox, and this is not the era where everyone has figured out how to do 3d uh oh, action no. big boss content so it's very like beyond unnecessarily janky there's a lot of times where you're like okay i probably should have just like the not done anything fish. yeah yeah no there's <laughs> it's the ninja fuck? guy in black
0: is rough it's fucking awful the and... ghost doku fight, where the camera doesn't follow him, so <laughs> yeah, every time just... you try to combo at him, you end up passing <laughs> under him, and now he's closer to the camera than you are for most of the fight, and if you get there on hard mode, the ghost fish are there too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, like, you can't really successfully dodge or block most things, and <laughs> you're like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Like, ever? <laughs> It's the number of yeah. fights I got through via just cheesing and not even caring about it was m- too many fights. <laughs> oh yeah, that's definitely how I beat it. i That's where I developed that habit of like fighting games. Yeah, you like, just
1: keep mashing buttons, is because of games like Ninja like, Guy in yeah. Black. Where I'm like, what the fuck do you it's do like, otherwise? It's like, it's like
0: it's like full on like learning that you can like spawn the Sith fight in Dark Souls One and then quit out of it, and then once he's now the cutscene's triggered, so you can go on that one piece of rubble and fire arrows. In into the boss chamber and kill Sif without actually fighting him like that kind of (laughs) shit was like half of my Ninja Gaiden playthrough of like how can I not beat this fight in the spirit of the fight because they want me to beat seven fights in a row without any healing items or save points and I I can't even and they're like hey you got 30 grand of bullshit fish money there's no vendors though so you can go fuck yourself you can shove it right up your ass (laughs) really? (laughs) there's no vendors? I can't (laughs) believe that a fucking video game is real <laughs> ah, look forward to that. It's fucking but dude, It looks good on the Xbox, all the way right? into May at this point or March. <laughs> uh I played it on my on my Xbox 1. I dusted that off. No,
1: so it didn't look as good. You could have had it looking no, great on the Xbox uh, Series X.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I only played on the Xbox 1. Not to be confused with the original Xbox. The Xbox
2: One. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh So that's No, the original Xbox happened. isn't Xbone What you can't fool me. No, no the the original, original is Xbox one is called
0: the Xbox. Is, X- is the one that summarized X Bone for yeah. the summarize. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. uh was not intended. Uh, didn't they eventually make an Xbox something X where it was like a perfect algorithm, the perfect anagram or Xbox One X. Not, not, yeah, Xbox One X, so that the fucking yeah. like initialization would be Xbox. <laughs> it's like <Yeah>. fuck. <laughs> They're fucking with <laughs> us now. Yeah, there it was a lot of uh. Uh, it was
1: a lot of like marketing stuff that didn't get contested and when yeah it, when it eventually went to the wild they weren't happy that people rejected it all and decided just to make yeah. shitty names for it and they're like wait a second we weren't put a lot of time it's like no you didn't. That's why people are upset about mm-hmm. it. <laughs>
0: like uh, uh, you, you and I also went back and played Jedi Power Battles from my childhood, and it was impossible. Yes. It was fucking it's, the game rough. is fucking was, impossible to play. Really I don't know hard. how I
1: ever got anywhere in that game. You know, it's funny. I I thought about that, like uh, when you, especially when you talk about Ninja Gaiden Black. There's like there is this thing of people saying, uh, you know, like oh, I want games that like t- ten year long games. I'm like no, what you want is like Ninja Gaiden Black. You want a game that's so just fucking asininely difficult that you spend 10 years just to beat it. That's what you're asking for. You don't actually want 10 years of experiences. You want to like play Jedi power battles where you're doing this for like a century going, what the fuck's wrong with me? How come I can't get past this area when it spawns like 15 people? Like it just... Yeah. (laughs) It's Old games are nightmares and people love them. People love these old games and you're like, have you played an old game? It literally exists... Because your mom couldn't afford two. She could only afford one <laughs> game, and that's the game you
2: played for, like, six months. And you, like, Look, still Fallout, couldn't beat it. Like <laughs> Fallout 1 is one of the best role-playing games of ever.
1: And I'm sure it was for a ask, lot of
2: kids, because they kept walking is, uh, left.
1: And, like, they just keep, could not win.
0: <laughs>
2: <be>. <laughs> they kept walking left,
0: yeah. You do not want to walk left in that game. It's just, it's just like... <laughs> Ignore everything heard, you it, learned from platformers. Do not walk left. I, I don't understand what the... What
1: the appeal to some some of these old games are, uh, because they are just mean. They're brutal games, especially games. The worst offenders are the ones that are just arcade machines turned into console games, which are like, oh, cool. I get like I get all of the fun of being able to play a con- uh, an arcade game unlimited amount of times, but all of the fun of it being just existing to eat my quarters that don't exist anymore. And
0: you're like, what, meanwhile, what I,
1: a I get, get so
0: excited when I hear a game's hard, but it just there's always the question that like you have to experience it before you know what version of it that it is like yeah like there's there's, there's, there's all, a hard... my fa- all my favorite games are the ones that are oftentimes the ones that are like oh but it's so hard and blah 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 and it's like yeah but it's fucking great it's it's hard because it's doing something interesting and you've got to do it you got to do it that's the yeah, thing is like, like my yeah. my my philosophy is like i love
1: hard games where the goal is to uh teach me a skill by the end of it versus games that are just hard If someone says, like, no, it's just a hard game. Like, I don't want that. That's not what I want. I want a game that, like, forces me to adapt to a game that is difficult, but manageable once you have gotten good at it. Like, yeah, like Dark Souls. Dark Souls isn't a hard game. It's a game that has hard uh, that is hard when you don't know how to do the mechanics well, which isn't the same thing. Well, like once you know what you're doing in Dark Souls, you can just be a fucking asshole. You can start doing dumb little like rolls around a main enemy and like stab his little behind every single time with a banana. Like that's not a hard game. That's a game that has hard mechanics you've mastered, and that's those are good. Those are fun games because I feel like you can you walk away at the end of those feeling like man, look at me, I did really good. But like Ninja Gaiden Black, you don't walk away be like wow, I'm really proud I beat that game. You're like, where the fuck did I beat that
0: game? (laughs) Like what? Why did I do this? Like this like. guy, very confusing
2: there, but I don't want to interrogate them.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: sure, I think I think Dark Souls isn't a hard. Well, the original Dark Souls isn't a hard game, but the uh but if if you if you like the, what skills does Dark Souls require? The, those skills uh, you can't learn them outside of dark souls because you need to yeah. know how to play dark souls that's the skills yeah. and when you're, you're like a beat-em-up that's up, why i get example. excited
0: yeah like like dark souls and pathologic are like no you're just gonna have to figure out what this is this isn't yeah. like amalur where it's like you've played rpgs before right here's your fucking perfectly fitting glove you prick pick the dialogue options hit the buttons yeah like i bet if you <laughs> yeah. play amalur and well, Heart, the loot, they just increase the rare loot is purple <laughs>
1: Yeah, imagine if you play Amalar on hard, it just increases the life bar of enemies, where if you play, like, Dark Souls doesn't need to have a hard or easy mode because the whole point is that you, like, the game is difficult, but up until you learn the mechanics, because it, it's not about, that's not the premise of the game. The game the premise of the game isn't like, man, we want to make it so it takes you 30 minutes to kill an enemy. We want it so yeah. that it takes you 30 minutes to learn how to properly kill these enemies fast. Yeah, Like, that's mm-hmm. the that's the difference to me that's what i was trying to explain it's like i want games more on the dark souls side i want to be able to like yeah. and also once i know the mechanics oh boy let's have aside, fun now
0: Because like aside from ancient dragon one of the worst fights they've ever made uh pretty <laughs> much every dark souls fight is over in like two minutes one way or the other even the well, fucking like dark 17 3... phase one at the end of sekiro as opposed to like yeah so many other fights you can do in other video games They're like hey you want to just fucking mash at this guy for like 20 minutes and then if you die you get to start the
2: whole thing over again fuck you dark souls 3 isn't quite like that the ending bosses of the second dlc particularly are are quite long well actually not the ending bosses. the bosses of of uh, the second dlc
0: yeah, I think, the, I think the, they the started City, I think it was called. They definitely yeah, had some yeah. chunky fights, like the the double, the two-phase-long demon fight and so on. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I played Dark Souls 3 that was in difficult to learn. It isn't a very difficult you, fight. Yeah, you but played it, Dark Souls it, 3 in co-op where you somebody yeah. just destroyed it all for you? Yeah, yeah, I just
1: walked up and I was like, I'm going to hit it once, and it was like, oh my god! <laughs> and yeah. something else just getting destroyed.
2: But like, it's oh. it's a, an interesting thing. That the, like, you were saying... Uh, you were saying all those n- things about Dark Souls one, 1, but it's important to know that th- the jank is also a very yeah. big part of the game. Dark Souls 1 is a very janky game in some parts. And Dark Souls 3 has no jank. They they left it all out, which is I wish it did instead of the big long fights at the end of the second DLC. Just give me jank instead of long fights. <laughs> what? <laughs> Fill me up with jank. Give me the tree of chaos <laughs> again. I think there's. Are there there's any a,
0: games you wish you played when you were when they were popular, but you only started playing after the game died? Or it died? Oh my god, what does that died mean? Like
1: quotes? Like the multiplayer died? I don't know what died means.
0: It's um, more died.
2: My answer it could be is, interp- I, It could
0: be interpreted as the popularity, as far as like coverage goes, or it could be interpreted as like yeah, like an online game that you got to too late, so you missed its
2: like heyday.
1: I my answer I,
2: is I, a, a flat out no absolutely not and i it, wish i, I, th- I don't I'm think it will have not happen
1: <laughs> i wish i could have been a part of the left for dead multiplayer scene i think that would have been fun to like have gotten really good at uh the pvp aspect i think like left for dead pvp sounds yeah. appealing from a from like a con- like a conceptual place but i don't know because it was like the one time i tried it when it first came out I was like, uh, I would rather just, like, I have a bunch of other games to play. I'm not going to dedicate time to, like, getting good at Left 4 Dead when I don't have enough friends to actually even play this anyways. So, like, I wish now, like, I I wish I could play uh, online for Left 4 Dead because that would be, I think that would be fun to be able to PvP with a bunch of people and, like, i don't know make yeah. plans and strategies of playing as zombies I'm like all right boys but grab that, them but like, you, were, you
0: weren't emotionally ready for left for dead at the time you're like yeah, Fuck yeah the idea of co-op games exactly <laughs> i still am but i'm also like uh mm-hmm. I, I can i can see the Overwatch appeal. got you yeah that's yeah. one of the ones for me is i i uh i do feel like i missed out by starting overwatch like practically four years late And on a similar (laughs) note, I feel like I missed out on ever getting to play TF2 when it was actually a good game. Because like TF2 is just a fucking trash fire of bots, apparently now, and and, and, like almost nobody cares about it to begin with anymore. And it's just like there's just an obvious prime that has been passed for playing that. There's there's also
2: MMOs. Uh, there's MMOs are probably the the biggest I would think for that. But I was there for for Team Fortress 2 at the beginning. Um, and at the time, the like the very first release of Team Fortress 2 was really good for the time. Since imagine, then, we've yeah. gotten better. It it was we've gotten better. I I think I think maybe you would have got dug in into Team Fortress 2, but then you would also have moved on to newer, better things. Cause yeah, it was it, th- if, it's,
0: the people, it's an era people speak of with reverence. Yeah. And I'm but like, it's well, like it's gone forever. Count- so fuck
2: me. <laughs> it's like Counter Strike Point
0: fire it 1. up like 1. Ninja Black and be like,
2: "What's alike?" <laughs> yeah, it's it's just like like Counter Strike One Point Three or uh, Unreal Tournament Ninety Eight, like those games that are the one thing that everybody plays for one or two years. But but then new things come out, come along and make it you know yeah. better or or at least move the shooting the shooter scene in a different direction. Shooters so the, the genre of shooters is such a weird thing because counter-strike global offensive is still around after all these years it's still like a major it's mm-hmm. also going the same direction as team fortress Two because it's, it's always weird hearing all those years because i'm always like but that's the new one <laughs> it's not old <laughs> yeah. yet right oh god i remember when they introduced the molotov cocktail yeah
3: well, i've never played cs
0: but I, uh but i was just like oh it's the new cs and so i still think it yeah. was the new cs and i've never engaged with it and i'm like what do you mean it's like eight years old or who knows what
1: yeah, I mean, I remember playing like Counter Strike when it first came out. And I played a lot of it, but it never latched onto me. And I think I probably would have loved TF, like Team Fortress, but again, I think I was in a time where I was like, I'm not playing no online multiplayer games for dumbo's. And uh, so I just like Overwatch was really the, because like Overwatch hit me right, uh, like right where I started being uh, wavering on the idea of like, well, I'll never play a online multiplayer game ever again because like I after playing Modern Warfare for so long is like I'm done. I I don't want to be around people anymore. I think I just gonna have fun playing games alone. And that was also a lie. So Modern like, Warfare like I'm definitely would do not that. going Yeah, because I played like four <laughs> heavily. I played four so much when it first came out. And then I, I think like once the new I think like once the new Call of Duty came out, I was like, I don't want to do this all over again. I think I I think I need to stop. And so I just kind of like Stopped. I just walked away from it all, and then every time multi like online multiplayer PvP games came out, especially if they're like uh like shooters, it's like no thanks. I don't. I have no interest. I don't need to. I I have I have evolved beyond this petty like childish world. And then uh, and then I think Overwatch because Overwatch uh promised me something else. Like when Team Fortress came out, I still was like very adamant. I was like, okay, it's multiplayer PvP. I don't even want to look at it. But like. So I just ignored the whole thing. But when Overwatch was like, hey, you don't have to. It's not just about killing people. It's like there are abilities and like you're doing an objective. You're like, oh, OK, wait, this could be good. I don't have to like, you know, I don't have to camp a spawn for six minutes hoping to get my UVA. I can just have that. OK, OK. I like the sound <laughs> of that. Like maybe let's go. Um, but yeah, the uh, I I don't know. I I think. I think there's. I think I. I feel like I missed out on a lot of multiplayer games, but there's also not a lot of multiplayer games that I necessarily feel like I wished I could have been a part of. Like that's. It's. I don't know. It's really weird to. A really weird thing to think about because most of the thing, stuff I play is single player, so nothing's dead to me. I can still go boot it up right now.
2: Yeah, that's why I say that it's never going to happen to me that I miss the heyday of a game, because <laughs> I don't. I, first off, I don't like. I don't think of games in those terms like, oh, play the newest stuff because that's going to tend to be better or anything. I, I, it doesn't matter. I to mean, me. the re- the reality is games do have that games have a heyday. And in many cases,
0: some especially do. With how yeah, video yeah. games work these days, like you can genuinely miss out on an experience permanently. And there's no way of recreating it when you get curious about it a decade later.
2: For sure, but like yeah, well, I just don't play those. I can games play Super even... Mario
0: right now, and people will still that's want I, to talk to me about that's Super what Mario. The definition of the word "some" is <laughs> no, it's not. Some implies all. It's either all or yeah, nothing. Like, there are video <laughs> games that just like exist in amber forever, and then there's video games where you can just miss them, and you're like, oh fuck. Like I yeah. like I remember hearing all these cool video. There's all this like there's like extra credits videos about it, and other things that discussed it, and I got really like interested in the idea of getting around to the secret world. And then like that game in the version that people were really big fan of at the time, like seems to not exist the same way anymore. And the, it got like it got bad, it went free to play and got bought out by a different company and got revamped in some way. And it's now like a secret world technically still exists. But like I was I think I was looking into it at the time. Uh, when we were picking what to do after after wow and i was like oh maybe we can do secret world next and it's like uh final fantasy 14 it is because secret world is uh, mostly negative on steam and everyone's really pissed because apparently they just <laughs> fucking shit all over the game all out of nowhere i'm like oh great another game i just missed my window for because i kept meaning to get around to it but there's infinite games and then like what is it once upon a time i got really excited about the matrix online and then my computer just couldn't run it <laughs>
3: so i was like fuck me and then i just missed out on (laughs) matrix
0: online because it came and went and it was over one day and it's like i never got to even really see what that was like are you sure it couldn't run or were you just always in bullet time mode (laughs) uh, (laughs) yeah that's bad for an mmo (laughs) that's a disadvantage that was that was the i think first and only time i've ever like done like forum like role playing which was the uh because i just was so i was excited about the game and i made a stupid oc and and like it was basically just inserting edward Elric into the matrix universe but as a mute character that would communicate via like like f- f- deforming this like this like plaque of steel that they carried around to communicate essentially uh because mm. you know sp- you know spend spoon bending and shit and so i and uh i like there was like an existing story and i just kind of came in and posted in as as my character and so on and just like that was my one experience with forum role-playing ever but i got into that for like three days while i was anticipating the launch of the game and then i couldn't play it so fuck (laughs) and then
2: i just disappeared from all that yeah i uh i i just don't play that sort of game but it's uh it like that's definitely the case. Like I, th- I remember seeing. I remember actually being excited for uh all point. No wait, what is it called? All Points Bulletin, I think it is. Yeah. APB. APB. Yeah. It yeah. was like a. Um, I played that. It was announced. It was terrible. It was announced on. Yeah. It yeah. was awful. But the newest, the the version that currently exists, it's like a, they, they it's they've been bought over like three times already. Yeah. But it's so like so predatory. It's like all microtransactioned up to shit and it's just like all broken and whatnot. Like I, I I remember the last time I thought about that game, I was like, oh what well, yeah, what whatever happened to that? Um and uh I went and looked and apparently it's not even like the same game anymore because they just broke it all up. So it's microtransactions and all that. So yeah.
1: Sounds about right. Uh that's usually what you do to a free to play MMO. You have to you have to make everyone hate it. Um, By making it expensive To enjoy
3: Yeah Uh,
0: What (laughs) video game would you like to see a real life Game show version of none I don't like game um, shows they make me uncomfortable Honestly
2: a game show What? How does a game show make you uncomfortable
0: You don't like like, cooking game shows There's like some weird class shit going on That bothers me about game shows Where it's like people that are like, like It's like a rich company is trying to pit a bunch of poor people together to like compete for people's entertainment in a way that like, wow, you might, you might get this life changing amount of money, but also they're going to make more money off the show than the contestants ever will still. So it's like, it's just like, it's a really weird dynamic. I much prefer video games that are game shows because then it's just a video game and it's just the rules of the game and that's it. And not like the weird real life dynamic that video that game shows have that I'm like, I don't like this actually. (laughs)
1: Um, yeah,
2: the, I think I stopped watching game shows before I was an adult, so I didn't have that perception, but I think you're right. I think I would say Splatoon. Splatoon would be a really fun game mm. show to watch on like Nickelodeon. I think it'd be
1: fucking great to watch two kids <laughs> with a bunch of.
0: Yeah, like I'm, come will, on, what? I'm all for Nickelodeon game shows.
1: Yeah, like could you imagine like like, could you imagine two kids with like slime backpacks with an
0: Xbox and that's it? Yeah, (laughs)
1: bro, I would be so excited to have like a a backpack of ink and I have to like goo the floor more than someone else. I'm there. I would be all over that show. I would watch that shit. I'd be judging kids so harshly. Like, come on, Tim, how the (laughs) fuck did you miss that shot? You piece of garbage. Do it. Get the ground. (laughs) Like,
0: (laughs) oh, another kid drowned in the pool. Right?
1: Like, come on, uh, what
0: are you? <laughs> it's it's funny. This is the exact arc I had when I was when I was poking at the Squid Game <laughs> script a bit, where I'm just like, I don't I don't like this shit. Where it's like, who wants you want to win a, can you might win a million dollars, and I'm like, I don't like the entire. Everything surrounding that, <laughs> all that—I'm not happy with any of that. But then, I, specifically, I was writing about Legend of the Hidden Temple, and it's like they—they they might get chocolate or an Xbox game, and it's like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, and as a kid, I barely remember there were prizes. I just wanted to play. I just wanted to be on Legend of the Hidden Temple. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to see if I can get through the temple. I was like, I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm a smart kid. I can beat the trivia battle and get up the steps. Right yeah that's that's the thing is like i i much prefer
1: uh i mean i i just much prefer stuff where it feels non uh i don't know like uh, vindictive yeah, not exploiting like, the
2: fact that people need yeah food, they need money like for it food just it's or house. something
1: about like okay dude are you good at climbing through a jungle gym yeah okay i could do that like that seems like really <laughs> innocuous and fun and okay but i don't like the stuff where it's like hey uh, you know, like well, squid. Squid Game is a worse example because it's just so so cartoonishly evil. But like well, the idea, simple. yeah, the, the idea that you need some kind of like uh adult level skill to succeed is kind of just I don't know. It's boring. I don't really care. Uh, I mean, cooking shows are kind of nice. That's why I, I kind of like cooking shows, just because it's very. It, it's not. I I don't think it's very class based. I think it's it very much is a difference between like. Someone actually, in a weird sense, the I've been watching like Worst Cooks in America, and it's kind of a class warfare against like rich people are bad. Stop buying food, like just go make food.
0: You dumb we- <laughs> Stop like, buying any food. Yeah, like all it really food. is just like throw you, it in you garbage.
1: Go, it literally, like the whole show is just hey, I'm gonna grab all the people who literally buy a uh, DoorDash every day and make them cook food for once. Like that's Uh, the whole premise, and it's like, okay, well, if you can do DoorDash every day of the week, I'm pretty confident. Isn't that just Cooking with Andrew? It it kind of is. Like there are (laughs) some season two. I got I I gotta get uh, just implying
0: seasons now.
1: I I gotta get a kitchen. I I don't have like a kitchen space anymore. It's too small. Um, it's too tiny for me to fit anything in it. But the uh, filming
2: food must be like a nightmare. You did very well on your second video onwards. Your first video was. I didn't. Like so it.
1: my my two <laughs> biggest hurdles is
2: one, I need
1: like. I need better, yeah, I like one. I need a better kitchen to to do this in because like literally my kitchen is like the size of a hallway, um, and so it's not. i not like, hallways. No, it yeah, and it's that size. <laughs> you, the hallways you've seen, it's that size. That's how big that kitchen is. Like I, if when I'm washing dishes, uh, like what, like if I'm washing dishes, you can't use the fridge or the or the oven, like that's it. I, it's i've taken the well. whole kitchen up it's a one person kitchen um oh when you're which hand sounds, washing dishes yeah yeah because there's no I'm dishwasher like, what here. is your dishwasher you doing yeah you can't fit a dishwasher here because it's not a fucking room for a dishwasher you only yeah. get you only get two two <laughs> machines when i and use it the dishwasher the,
0: the fridge shuts down
1: <laughs> it, this yeah like this like just barely room for a microwave like i can barely fit the microwave here god damn um it's it's rough i don't know who this was made for like it's it's baffling i was like what is the point but then there's like it's fine anyways uh my second hurdle (laughs) is i need it doesn't sound like it's Uh, fine because my (laughs) my phone camera so it it sounds like my well it's fine because i can cook in it i just can't record myself cooking in it the uh uh the problem is my phone camera can't do it anymore uh so for some reason i don't know what it is probably because i decided not to be a lunatic I didn't buy like a twenty, uh, like a fifteen thousand dollar phone, and so my current phone will actually run out of battery before I finish filming, uh, which is a problem I ran into. Was that it would either overheat because of like all the lights and the like the kitchen and stuff like that,
2: or you don't need to buy a four thousand phone. Or, well, for
1: well, I don't know. Something about my phone just it cannot record that long, and I'm trying. I'm not like for
2: sure, for sure, yeah.
1: I'm not being crazy i'm recording just like 1080 i'm not you know so i'm not uploading like 4k 120 fps here At the same time like, yeah. yeah yeah so but but the phone like it, it's not even running out of space it just literally shut down and be like i either overheated or the battery died And i'm like what do i what the fuck you're not even good for this okay great so i need like a regular camera and i'm like considering one but i think for now i just need to i'll probably just use my webcam because that's a a 1080 60 FPS camera, and that's fine. And it doesn't need to be
0: anything else. Um any book recommendations?
3: Hmm. Fine book. <laughs> doesn't have
0: to be like words. Books. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, I'm really I'm really into I'm really into Witcher right now. Oh, that's a weird thing. That's weird to say it that way, because when other people say that, I mean like I've read the entire franchise in a week and I'm rereading it. And now it's like I take forever to get through books. But I fucking love that the first, the first uh, part of the Witcher saga, which is after the two short story books, uh, is a fifty-page diatribe where Dandelion tells the events of the last two books essentially to an audience, and then that audience sits there and argues about whether or not the the story is true and literal, and they're arguing, and they're and since they're people in that universe, they're also like. Well, I, well, I know this or that, or I was there and that part doesn't make sense. And obviously that part's true. And they're like fighting back. Oh yeah, you were at that war. Well, funny. I didn't see you there. And then it's like continuing to argue about this. And then they look back at the stage and he's fucking gone. It's like just a 50 page death of the author chapter. It's fucking the funniest <laughs> way to open your entire saga about the, about the Witcher and the story and everything. I'm like, what a great fucking story. And I'm and I'm having a great time with B Stars as a series as well, which just ha- has like the perfect blend of like it's it's got shonen story structure sometimes, but doesn't really bother with the annoying tropes that pad out shonen storytelling, and instead substitutes that with a bizarre nature of like every chapter you're like, oh we're doing this now. This is a thing that happens. Okay. And like the the frequency with which I can turn to the next chapter and not know where the fuck it's going is just a real ride. And then I'm having a lot of fun pulling the weird themes out of it and writing about that because it does a lot of really clever, weird shit, despite feeling like it was it's made up along the way. <laughs>
3: <laughs> hmm.
2: Yeah, that's interesting. I yeah. I really don't have recommendations.
3: Fuck you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you not really? I, uh, what's wrong with you
2: I stopped the last book I was reading um, I was going through the A Song of Ice and Fire again I read it I read them all once and I am going uh, I'm going through the second time and uh, I stopped I stopped I don't remember why but it was like life thing um, and then I haven't picked up the, the the I don't even remember the name of the app that I used to read anymore it's moon, <laughs> moon thing <laughs> Things are going uh, well. Moon
1: reader, yeah, moon reader. Uh, I would recommend. I'd recommend uh, Discworld. That's Terry ah, Pratchett. That's been pretty fun. Yeah, I've been uh, my uh, my girlfriend apparently loves it to death. So she has like every book, um, and so that was like she asked me to read it, and so I've been reading that. and It's been it has some really good humor. Like it's pretty, pretty top notch fun. Um, it's kind of it is kind of chaos theory like you kind of do have to go in with a, a a lot of just like sure I guess kind of feelings like you just have to accept a lot of stuff happening just but, be ready for some bonkers shit yeah exactly like a chest that has feet like
2: I don't like that I don't like that
1: at all it's not great but it, it's there and it, it...
2: yeah I mean, I mean apart from the normal feet that furniture sometimes have I mean, it's made out of human wood. What did you expect? Or sentient wood, oh. sorry.
1: It's made out of sentient wood. Yeah. Um, uh,
2: it's just, there's a lot of
1: fun stuff. Uh, it's a lot of chaos. Uh, it's just really goofy, silly, fun time. But uh, uh, but yeah, I those have been great. As for manga, I've just been reading a bunch of garbage romance stuff, so I don't recommend them because uh, they're garbage.
3: <laughs> but
1: that's pretty much all I've been reading right lately. I've just been... Uh, Yeah, after after
0: reading Good Omens, which is by Neil uh, Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett, and then watching the Amazon series on it and so on, I was like, "Fuck, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to read uh, Sandman and Discworld, aren't I?" That's (laughs) that's not a tall order at all. I'll get that done in an
3: afternoon.
0: (laughs) those are both so long. (laughs) Yeah, no, Terry's got some good books. Um,
1: if you can if you can find them at your local library, do it. Grab them, grab them, take a read.
0: great i'm also it's been a few years now so my memories have faded a bit but i was i was pretty obsessed with uh with hank green's an an absolutely remarkable thing which is just so specifically written from the perspective of somebody that has been way more prominent of a public online figure than me for even longer than i've been doing it uh because i've been doing it for like a decade but he's been doing it on a much larger scale for almost twice as long and like the uh there's just there's a lot of moments where where it was just really cathartic to read parts of it but also just like other elements that are just like worrying and distressing in its own ways too of just like elements of like how you cease to own your own story and like how Mm -hmm. the the, you you become this like public thing that people talk about and trade and you'll have these like bizarre experiences that definitely happen where you just will see two people talking to each other about you and disagreeing but neither of them are right <laughs> like they both have this bizarre like other version of you like it's it's intensely into like the parasocial relationship stuff and the bizarreness of rising fame and mm-hmm. these elements of having an audience that are just like really specific while also being an, a much more fun version of the of the movie Arrival which was like, oh, there's an, a- there's a, like there's like an alien thing happening, but it's kind of a test. And what does it mean? And how does everyone react to it? And how does that like polarize everybody at once? And like it obviously has like, like it has a reactionary character, and it has the the kind of tug and war about responding via fear or curiosity and so on. And it's just really, really, really fun sci-fi that I had a great time reading to the point where I put it in my banner on YouTube. One of the many little Easter eggs on my on my YouTube channel is that there's a little Carl on my uh on that on that Traveler's pack on my on my YouTube banner that has the Tilo's hat sticking out of it. That little black splotch is Carl from uh, an absolutely remarkable thing. Don't go and look at Cause, it because if you can't you can't recall it from memory, you're not a true
1: Keith yeah, fan. because I was going right? through you shit. Better,
0: <laughs> you better have it right yeah. in your cranium. As, as the real good plug, it's uh, it's much more it's much more visible if you look at my Patreon. <laughs> it genuinely yeah, is. Up. It's it's t- the the, my ba- the banner on Patreon is taller than the one on, on YouTube, so you can see it better. But also go to my Patreon. <laughs> I
2: don't know. It seems
0: suspicious. Does he even Patreon. have a Patreon? I think it Patreon might be lying. Week.
2: It's not Keith Mallard.
3: Is it no. Keith Mallard? No,
0: it's Fashion. Yeah. Uh, let's see patreon keith ballard does it come up if you search it yes okay but yeah all my urls are sebastian sb because that's just you know it was poorly thought out originally but at least be consistent forever yeah yeah but you but you can usually find me on everything by searching my name because that's youtube the internet's smart enough to know that usernames are annoying and stupid <laughs> and everyone has one except when your yeah. name is shared by a famous person
2: then you're yeah. in trouble Keith Ballard isn't famous. Nobody even knows what hockey is. Uh, I
1: mean,
0: you're right. The only places I know <laughs> what hockey is are places that... I'm slowly... Probably... N- now that he's retired from too many concussions, I'm going to slowly overtake him on SEO. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Did he really yeah. retire from concussions? Oh, I, I think, think so, absolutely. yeah. I think, I think he's most like, hockey
0: retired from like, concussions. Uh, I think he might be like an NHL correspondent now or something. I've never, I don't even know what he looks or sounds like. <laughs> I just know he exists. But uh, I, I overtake him on Reddit and that uh, if you type, if you put Keith Ballard in quotes and search it by date or sort it by date, I, I get mentioned more often now than he does. Yeah, <laughs> it's usually Outer Wilds posts over and over again.
1: <laughs> it looks like he stopped playing in 2015. So, uh, yeah.
0: yeah, you give it, you give it like another five years, you probably will overtake him completely. Yeah. As a content creator focusing on games, where is the line drawn between a me game and a YouTube channel game? We all have very different answers for this. Yeah. (laughs) Andrew doesn't give a fuck. (laughs) Everything's a me game pretty much until there's an event.
2: Yep. My line is very easy. Minecraft. That's the line. Minecraft is your me game? Yeah. I mean, if you don't count all the games that I play with you guys, that also don't make it into my channel yeah but that's the, your, I, that's your choice yeah those effectively are still content and still yeah still you're still performing in. for an audience mm-hmm. but minecraft i am not i am the greatest builder in the world and nobody will ever see any you're, of it someone in your audience is like wait what <laughs> 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 it's like just now finding
0: out that like what are there there's hundreds of videos that Colonel's in that aren't on his channel
2: i I, I guess subscribe to this asshole too <laughs> yes that i it, it wasn't that obvious I thought yeah. it was obvious go subscribe to Keith and Andrew and bird and
0: yeah, that's especially it, really, with your your I output think. right oh, now because and- of your new job there's like a I pretty i essentially compete with your channel for quantity of videos that you're in for a
2: week <laughs> <laughs> God yeah, maybe yeah,
3: yeah. it's goofy
0: (laughs) yeah let's see but for me it's a almost everything is a youtube channel game like i i so often do uh, blind playthroughs that uh it's like if i if i play anything that i'm interested in playing it becomes a game that i can never do a blind playthrough on basically so i like lose that essentially uh so usually a me game is basically just whatever weird task I'm trying to grind through in some kind of MMO or whatever the fuck, which is often still itself related to the channel in its own way. Like I was wow raiding with the intent of making videos on it, uh, which <laughs> that didn't age well. Uh, and uh I was and I was putting a lot of time in off-camera into Final Fantasy XIV to then enable making all of those like beast tribe uh videos, which I've I've finished now, so I'm back to not playing Final Fantasy XIV in my free time. But like i put enough time into the channel that it's like in my free time i don't i don't always want to play video games (laughs) if if anything (laughs) the multiplayer stuff's kind of my me games in a way but they're also on the youtube channel so because i also upload the me games it's pretty much just like eh, i'm gonna like i got youtube essays to to keep up on and i've got uh shows to eventually chip away at and books and like at some point i got like Cook or something, and like before long, you're like, "Wow, I uh, I really need to sleep." And uh, <laughs> when the, when the fuck do you play video games for fun? <laughs> not that I, okay. but like the the, the 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 key is to enjoy playing the video games for YouTube because that's my video gaming pretty much. What kind of gamer doesn't play games when he's not gaming. Yeah, oh God, <laughs> I'm such a gamer that I game even when I'm not. I am genuinely like <laughs> like because the the indie game backlog is so infinite. I'm like. Every now and then I'm like maybe I will play one of these just in my free time but also record it non-commentary style and then like do a review of it basically. And like that'll be like oh. some of the like like that's some of the content I might make on Boring Keith is is video game reviews of whatever whatever brand that like whatever form that takes for for me if I see something interesting just cuz yeah, you can't let's play everything. You just can't. Like <laughs> the list always grows faster than it shrinks.
2: Yeah. I think, like, if you want to, like, uh, I I tried doing streaming for some games that I knew I couldn't do Let's Plays of. Like, for example, specifically, The Witcher 3 was was a a game that I, at the time, I couldn't do a Let's Play. Because I knew there was going to be, like, two or three episodes in a row every once in a while of me just trying and dying to some monsters or whatever. Because it's a game that I knew the pacing wasn't necessarily the the most conducive to unedited let's plays so i did i started streaming because of that and uh i think it could be an option for you keith uh to specifically some games that you want to (laughs) (coughs) know
0: one i don't like the idea of streaming something and it being like on some other platform somewhere else go find that but if i'm uploading it then it's just a let's play yeah. That's just, a if, like, if I do, if I turn it into videos that I upload it, that's just a Let's Play, but I have to deal with a live audience. Like, that's that's not meaningfully different for me. I don't understand the distinction that's drawn usually. It's like, the, oh, I well, I streamed it for, like, ten people live, and it was a better experience because it was, like, a live stream for them at the time for, like, ten people. But then, like, thousands of people are just going to watch the what's ultimately just a Let's Play video that's in the context of having been streamed. And so it's still still... Like- it's like the exact same workload as a normal let's play basically except with the additional stress of trying to stream which i hate when i'm alone because then i actually have to think about the audience and like because it's like why am i streaming if not to think about whether or not the audience should be interacted with and so on as opposed to like multiplayer stuff where i'm just streaming because fuck it everyone else is streaming so let's
2: stream so i think for me like it's uh it's down to the difference the different ways we both stream i i Interact with the audience a lot more, even though I have I have smaller audience, but I, I like my streams are always more full of me rambling about nonsense stuff that in the middle about that isn't even about the game because people ask questions or they just talk about random stuff, and so like I've, whoever I've to do that and I don't want to, I don't want to do that like I, I think mm-hmm. about like 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 Game
0: Grumps has all their Zelda playthroughs that do really well and all that and they're and they go through all the series they started streaming during Skyward Sword. And so it's like they're it's they're they're way less focused. The jokes are yeah. way, are way less frequent. There's a bunch of random people in the room that they're just kind of chatting with, like they're ordering mm-hmm. food and like their big multi-hour streams. And every now and then they just sit there and read donations for twenty minutes straight and so on. It's like, yeah, that's agony for literally
2: everybody that likes the way I make content. <laughs> it's worse, yeah, absolutely. What yeah. I'm saying is like if you enjoy that, which is a not, not is not a given, considering you you don't do that and it. That I think you, from what you say, you might not enjoy. But if you did enjoy that, I figure I'll just do it the way I do it now, or I'll not do it at all.
0: And then the alternative is be like, you know, there's infinite games. And like the whole point of my current (laughs) change to my schedule is to be like, There are X number of videos per day and we're keeping it down to that number. And the numbers and the videos are doing way better as a result because like the video spam on the scale that I had before, it's still pretty spammy now, like any Let's Play channel is. But it was so many videos that it was like an incomprehensible deluge. And it's like going back to then being like, and now I just do big mega streams and then I chop those up into videos and put them on the channel anyways. That's just going right back to the original problem, but even worse content than ever before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's like it's way better to be like, no, I'm going to like hang out and play fucking, what is it, Boyfriend Dungeon or something and be like, let's look and let's see, let's see what this controversy is about. And what does this mean in this context? And what's the what's the game actually like? And then I'll just write a script about it and so on and and put that up. And like, that's like, that's a better video than than and that also lets me cover a game I might not get around to otherwise in like a concise way in a different context.
2: That's also good in its own way. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're you're right. You're right in what you're saying. It's just the the I. It's uh, yeah. It's it, it. doesn't fit into the way you're doing things. I knew that because also it for you to interact. I think for you to interact with an audience while streaming, you 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 need to have a face cam because otherwise it's just. Yeah, uh, unless you like you're a real really big streamer in which case yeah. And that's a great yeah, okay. I mean, in, in, in
0: introducing face cams a great way to make me not
2: do something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I understand. Pro- that.
0: Like I like I'll procrastinate for a while on even recording my video essays and be like, "Let's just let's work on the next. Let's just work on the next essay." <laughs> I'll record I don't know, next week <laughs> cuz you just like <laughs> got to be like you got to like work up some confidence to appear on camera and shit and uh I've got a plenty of history of people just leaving weird shitty comments that make me not want to appear on camera even more uh, that's that's the whole thing of putting yourself out there and then being punished for being vulnerable
2: <laughs> Yeah,
0: I understand that yep. yep let's see definitely some more skippable ones that I don't think I want to go through
2: you hear that uh, viewers your question is <laughs> skippable do 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 technically all questions are skippable yeah you just scroll and you're like ah, bye <laughs> like for example I, i'm gonna i was actually i i picked a question at random and it was actually a skippable question i'm not gonna call them out <laughs> you're gonna skip it i know you're gonna skip it oh yeah there's 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 definitely some super skippable oh
0: that's wow this is like a oh someone wrote like a five part that was like the the part i read was like the beginning of like a five part question and it was all <laughs> well, skippable. the rest, the rest oh, no. of it's gone well, we already, oh. a- I already answered, I already- we spent like a half an hour on the first part of the question, and we didn't have the context of the
2: rest, so who cares? <laughs> no, it's nice then. Uh, we were inconsiderate and helpful at the same time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what do you want
0: from, what do you want from game sequels? A mix, uh creative mix-up of, of being completely different, like Majora's Mask, or just more of the same? And what upcoming games would you apply that for? hmm i mean i want games to have to be completely justified in existing as a singular product on their own like they can have continuity with other games narratively and all that but like the game should be worth playing and interesting in its own right and so on so like if you just play if you essentially just make the same game over and over again that's that can be really disappointing and like even like there's like a a singular iconicness even like with some of the early souls games that like is diminished by making some more souls games for example and not going and striking out which i respect is what kind of what i respect about like bloodborne sekiro elden ring stuff is being like let's fucking actually do something different and not be like call of duty 72 and so on to punch the usual punching bag uh and in that way, yeah, like Majora's Mask is just a fucking fascinating sequel to, to Ocarina of Time because it make it takes so many risks and do, does so many interesting things instead of just being another Zelda in a way that a lot of the later Zeldas try really hard to just be another Zelda in a lot of cases, but with the one gimmick that's on the cover. And that way I was like, don't just make another Pokemon where you walk around a map and you capture some Pokemon and then they battle, like, give me like... Po- like let's go crazy like you know how you could use cut to b- break a bush well we're in the 3d world now bro now you're now you're fucking pokemon let you do like breath of the wild style environmental interactions to explore this big land and stuff and it's like no there's no Valley's gale and pokemon shield yes <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's still just pokemon yellow but in 3d it's and a
2: really li- difficult question i feel yeah
0: And like on a similar note, like Breath of the Wild Two is coming out, and I'm like, well, don't I don't want it to just be Breath of the Wild again. Like I loved Breath of the Wild specifically because of how different it was from the other ones in a lot of ways. But like, like Breath of the Wild Two, I'm like, okay, well, what are you gonna like? Maybe you can reintroduce the dungeons into the overworld and then those dungeons give you the dungeon items like they did before, but instead of being like such an obvious, like use key on lock, they're fully like breath of the wild eyes. And like, like you get the fucking spinner top thing from twilight, Imper- uh, <laughs> twilight imperium twilight, twilight princess that lets you like grind along walls, but it works on like mountains and you can like navigate the environment with it, but maybe it has like a fuel mechanic. So you can, o- or an overheat mechanic, so You can only do it for so long at a time and does like an upgrade system for, being able to reach further and further with it. And that affects your ability to get around the world, similarly to the, the stamina system of the original game. Like this, I want, I'm like, I'm like do something, <laughs> please. This the the think... uh, Don't just be like, uh, and more of the thing you guys loved. <laughs>
2: uh, the way you're talking actually allowed me to come to terms with my own feelings about this. So first off, let's just get out of the way that I hate it when like hardcore niche games get sequels that just become they they're shooters now congratulations you have a shooter boot, <laughs> a two after uh or a three the, uh, so that aside that feeling aside because definitely a, a bias shooter me. yeah because that, that's definitely a bias for me uh is that feeling but the um i think there are two types of sequels there are two types of games in general and then the sequels and your commentary about breath of the wild Definitely is is what made me realize this just now. Is there's games where they're constrained by their by what they can do, like even either because of the genre that they're in or because of the story that they're telling. uh, The games can't be all at all times, and I think from a mechanic, if they if like Breath of the Wild is all in in terms of the mechanics that it, it tries to put it onto the table. Like, it exhausts the mechanics. It does it all. It, you don't need more Breath of the Wild. If you want Breath of yeah. the Wild 2, you're going to need to introduce new mechanics. But in terms of the storyline, it, it's not really what the game is there for, even though it, it, it does have a storyline and it's it stands on its own and all that. But it's more of a flavor. And there's games that work kind of the other way around, where the, the flavor is the mechanics. Like, for example, a turn-based strategy game the, the turn-based strategy is just sort of the flavor of the game. Like what you're really there for is is the is the implementation and and how difficult it, and the challenge and all like the, the the specifics of how that flavor is implemented. Uh, for example, so having I don't know I'm trying to think of a turn-based strategy game like Civ for example. Just having Civilization Seven or whatever comes after beca- being all of a sudden a, a real-time MMO. Even though, oh, it's all, it's all still the in the heart of the, it's the heart of the the series. It's what the you know is civilizations growing and whatnot. Like they th- games don't do that these days as much. But they use like in the tw- in the two thousands, it was all the rage, just shifting genres because it was the hot the whole hot new thing. And like, Civ would be an interesting one. Just now, Civ Seven is a MMO. That's what you get because that's <laughs> that's what all the rage is. Like that's really bad. Because you're not you're not the heart of Civ isn't Civilization 7, the lifestyle game. The, life, the Heart of Civ specifically isn't The years progress the, in real time. <laughs> the, I think I Damn. think like the Heart of Civ isn't in the, the fact that civilizations grow. It's the fact that you control the growth. Like the next Civ could be about your house growing, and it would still feel like a Civ game. It would play like a Civ game if it, if they have that sort of gameplay mechanics and it would be weird but like what i'm saying is there's there's diff- there's games that focus on different things so for a sequel to work well it needs to identify what the intention of the game is and and build on it so and i think a sequel to breath of the wild uh can't be it it, it can't be just more of the same because it's going to be breath of the wild again it's like super mario kart it doesn't matter what you play there's no sequels for super mario kart because it's always the same game <laughs> even though it isn't quite, but you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Mario Kart usually
0: has to try to justify its existence by having some kind of mechanical change. Otherwise it's like, we already have Mario Kart, bro. The only justification you have is that it's on a new console at the best half the yeah. time. And that's, I mean, I think that's so, how so they're they, all like they, double dash anti-gravity. Let's
2: go. Yeah. They do add some new things. Yeah. But my problem is like, I look at portal two and, and the way it builds on Portal 1. And, like, that's the perfect sequel. Because it's so it does everything. Good. <laughs> it does everything better and more, and this is great. But that's also because the first game was constrained. Yeah. it was it, The scope of the game is very short, and it was, like, a tech demo. Like, there's there's so many... Like, it works really well for that. But then I look at Ubisoft and all the games that they make. I don't even... Like, it could be any, any one of the games that Ubisoft makes. And none of their sequels is warranted none of them just stop all of them forever and it's it oh yeah because you don't you don't need just make new stuff like like that samurai game that they made that is just far cry in samurais that's not sucker punch that's not ubisoft that's not ubisoft oh no that's that's how
0: infuriatingly pervasive the (laughs) ubisoft formula is despite everyone complaining about ubisoft all the time is that everyone else makes ubisoft games now so like Horizon Zero Dawn and Ghost of Tsushima are inseparable mechanically from Ubisoft games, but they're not by Ubisoft. Sorry, I didn't realize yeah. that. Yes, yeah, Ghost. That's, I wish... that's why I was so disappointed. Everyone's like Ghost of Tsushima, Game of the Year. I'm like, this is just Assassin's Creed. You guys, come on. I thought we were. Be- I thought we were coming to terms with how bad Assassin's Creed was, and you're like Game it's... of the Year, the Assassin's Creed, but not. There's not a lot of That's options, it. Keith. Have you looked at the poor? There's so PlayStation? many options. There's a lot Have of you looked options? at the poor
1: PlayStation library? It has nothing. Like, it has. Like, I'm, has to I'm to worried about how it'll you. be received
0: when when we get to the Inscription finale because I like I kind of I kind of talk a little shit where I'm not, not really like actively. I'm not talking complaining about the game specifically, but I'm like, if you guys are like really impressed by this game, like it's this big event, like oh my god, what a crazy indie game. I'm like, play indie games. <laughs> because like this inscription is neat it's not remarkable like there's so much stuff like that and so much stuff that goes into so many different territories and like if you found an inscription impressive like yeah there it's 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 a good product that does some interesting things by a, a good developer i'm not talking shit about it but boy the market is so saturated with so much good shit and like the the way that the uh that the, like there's a weird chosen one game every six months where it's like death loop or uh, not death loop uh loop loop hero or uh darkest mm-hmm. dungeon or inscription or whatever and like the entire it's like this one indie game that the whole like triple a audience suddenly notices all at once like undertale or stardew and i'm like Guys, there's so much like this, I promise. It's everywhere. Oh, it's so you good. Darkest Please Dungeon. stop playing Ubisoft games and the games that are just Ubisoft
2: but not. You, you mentioned Darkest Dungeon, and I was actually thinking of Darkest Dungeon 2 when I was trying to compile my thoughts. Um, Darkest Dungeon is an interesting game for, to have a sequel to because you shouldn't have a sequel to it. Because <laughs> yeah. the story is non-existent, so it isn't about the story. And the setting is... I mean, it's well drawn, so it isn't about the setting, it's about how we draw it. And the mechanics, th- that's it. You play Darkest Dungeon 1 and, the, you know, that's that's the game. Like, you go back to play it. If they want to, like, it's the kind of game that if they want to make a sequel, they should make Darkest Dungeon but in space with similar mechanics and just sort of, like, similar, similar ethos. Or maybe, you know, mix it up a little bit depending on what you want. Or Darkest Dungeon but, like, it's cats now. Think, or or a, a, it's a visual novel. But Darkest Dungeon, that's that's how you do a sequel to, to that game, not by making what they did with Darkest Dungeon 2, which is ma- turning it into what's that game with the, a game with the cards? There's a game with the cards that I always aspire the, the Spire, yeah. So it's it's very, it's like a cross between Darkest Dungeon and Slate Aspire. Yeah. Uh, Spire. Yeah, Spire. Looking uh, at my emails all the time for all
0: the press emails I get, I, I would see so many Darkest Dungeon Clones, of which I covered some as Let's Tries and then out of nowhere like yeah slay the spire came out and then a fucking like light switch just flipped and now and then they were all slay the spire clones (laughs) all the way down to like there's a deck on the bottom there's a hand on the bottom of the screen and then a curvy arrow points at the thing you're dragging it to and there you can see in advance what the what the numbers are going to be for next turn and you've got to like nullify it as best you can like i'm like it's so specific so the idea that you that you say darkest dungeon now takes after slay the spire is
2: hysterical to me (laughs) I, uh, there's some things that... In a, like, it's not a blatant clone like that. Yeah, there's some things that they... But it's they, just the that Ouroboros they... is now eating itself. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was really disappointed with the uh, the first version of Darkest Engine 2. I, I think, think, like...
1: I think I... Sorry, I go ahead. I think I agree with Keith and the idea that I think sequels are fine, but I think they need to be able to stand alone. Like, if your sequel... If I, if I can't pick up your sequel and... Uh, and enjoy it. Without having consumed the first game. I think it's not a good sequel. Uh, I don't care about story. Like that's irrelevant. It's more of just like mechanically speaking. It should it should feel good to play your game. It shouldn't feel like. I should not feel like I need to have played the first game. In order to mechanically understand. How to play the second. Uh, yeah. But it shouldn't also be. Your sequel shouldn't be insane enough. That it. Branches ridiculous from the first game, if that makes sense. Like, I don't, uh, I like a good example of this is, is Doom and, uh, Doom Eternal. And Doom Eternal, uh, is, it's like almost similar enough that you could pick it up. Um, <laughs> but I think, <laughs> but I think like, do, I, I, like the mechanics are almost the same. There are little bits that make it different between each other, but it's enough that you, if they can stand alone on their own. Uh but uh Doom Eternals like level design gets worse, which is a funny like I appreciate that. That's a lot that's like that's what I expect from a sequel is that there's always going to be a superior one, but it shouldn't be <laughs> like that bad. It shouldn't like there are I'm trying to think of like a good example um of like a a playing uh playing a game
0: and then playing its sequel and being like, what did you do? Um, I'm kind of fascinated by literally the entire Nintendo era's sequels because well, they, isn't there... none of them played it safe. Like, no. like, like the United States Mario Two, uh, Zelda Two. Uh, castlevania 2 <laughs> like there were so many like whoa what's happening and i'm kind of and i kind of respect that i kind of love how fucking weird most <laughs> of the sequels were instead
2: of just being the same thing again like you'd expect and it's like it's kind that, of fucking cool isn't a lot of it because like they they had other games being developed and a lot of games just are developed without really knowing what they're gonna end up being and then oh we have this game that was like i don't know some other thing and now it's super mario 2 all of a sudden well i guess that's it i know i know that that was uh, i know that it was literally like that was doki doki panic was a completely different game that
0: just became in the west mario 2 for some reason for because they instead no, of them putting out I the original mid mario development
2: 2. i mean like the that the uh, sonic fox game mid development changed sonic it used fox to be o- game? the one that you played with the dinosaurs and in the the furry oh, I'm like, people. I don't think... I'm like, does Sonic Fox have a game? <laughs> I didn't hear about not, that. What? What? Oh, it's not Son- Sonic. I'm sorry. I-
0: Sonic Fox is the, the furry MLG dude. That right. Plays all the I'm, fighting th- games. I'm getting my furries yeah. mixed up. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Star Fox <laughs> Adventures used to be a rareware games as Dinosaur Planet featuring like a wolf dude. And then he got replaced by Fox. And then the wolf dude's sister became the love interest that's stuck in a crystal the entire game. And then they and and it just became and also it's 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 a weird complicated gaming. You always want to like when when you hear these narratives, you try to clean them up and and come up with like a clean thing. Then you keep getting weird details that contra, that contradict it more, and you're like, wait. What? So on top of that, Dinosaur Planet was originally a 64 game, and the 64 version that leaked last year or the year before that people have been trying to clean up to make playable lately, uh, it already had Fox assets in it. So the protagonist was or- had already been switched to Fox in that version on 64 before they even went to, f- say, fuck it and remake the whole game on GameCube and put it
2: out, out there. <laughs> yeah, game like, development. It's really interesting. You, yeah, it's it's you can mix and like mix all those things together.
0: Yeah. Especially
3: because, like, There were internal- some
2: really frustrated people
0: that went back and tried to mod the original character into the game instead of Fox because they wanted to have this, like, weird retro hidden, like like... Missing Link, dinosaur planet game, and they were mad that the version that was that had (laughs) leaked out had Fox in it. It's like
1: no, already
2: contaminated. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. I think
1: I, I think there's also like Nintendo, uh, kind of had a philosophy of being really concerned about stagnation. So they're just really worried that if you made the same thing again, people just wouldn't buy it, and so you just kind of have to, um. You know, like they they would be more receptive to people showing up and be like, knock knock, I made Mario but with like, uh, with a pole. And you're like, hmm, okay. Yeah. Talk, talk more about that. Tell me what why he has a pole. And like, I they it, keep that philosophy up, but I think the uh, the early era they were really just like, yeah, they're just really machine gunning it all out. Just like, sure, that sound that sounds great. Do it. Go for it. Like, just so much <laughs> weird stuff ended up coming out because they just really pushed whatever weird different like if it just sounded cool that was what got made but like they also extent
0: like who fuck sequels (laughs) yeah but like i mean
1: that's the thing is like nintendo also has this really long uh like almost unnecessarily long sometimes uh, development uh time so they'll basically like make a game and then give it to miyamoto and he like just goes no this is poopy and then like throws it on the ground and cries and then they just go like well i guess we'll make a whole new zelda now and like that just is a normal day-to-day thing in nintendo so sometimes they just have to take a risk and be like we're just gonna make a thing and it's gonna have to be what you guys enjoy until we like get something we care about out which is like how arms existed is there like well we need something (laughs) like we don't we don't have time to make a new metroid so Here's a here's a weird th- throwaway IP. Hope it works out. And people are like yeah, it was okay. It was mediocre. It's like, well, oh, it was good enough time to buy us some time before Animal Crossing. And we're like yeah, <laughs> like it's just like <laughs> that's like Nintendo's philosophy is always trying to like they want every sequel to feel different from each other, but they also can't just pump them out like uh like other developers are willing to do. Like yeah, like Assassin's Creed or Call of Duty. And so it ends up creating. Those kind of companies end up creating a lot of stagnation really fast because once they get an IP that gets more than, like, two copies sold, they're like, all right, we're making 50 of these now. Sign it up, boys, every year. And it's like, oh, shit, all right. Um, Whereas Nintendo just, like, Mario Kart 8 has been on, like, three consoles now and they just don't give a shit. It was like, yeah, all right, that's fine. (laughs) You know, like, (laughs) you're going to have to wait. We're just not done with a new Mario Kart yet because it's not interesting. It's like, oh. Alright, I guess. But Mario Kart 8's fun enough that it keeps itself alive somehow. But the uh But yeah, I don't know, that's
0: just sequels are weird. It's Yeah, I'm in the fuck sequels camp just to, just because like I like not being constrained by the previous game and getting to be like, do your thing and like blood obviously like like elden ring and bloodborne like there are things that from software obviously chooses to keep from previous games they're not just going off in a completely different direction the way they used to before dark souls ca- came out but like they don't but by by rebranding over and over again they can just kind of do what they want to an extent and i kind of like are some of them some of the really cool eras of game stuff like, like I, I see like like the like the creators of uh heroes of might and magic uh dark messiah and uh dishonored like they've put out like prey and death loop and it's like just yeah just keep, just make up a new thing just fucking go and it's like obviously there's similarities between between the, the recent games but like it does like a fun to that and but like at the same time i'm saying this knowing full well that like if i look at any examples that come to mind that did that stuff they mm-hmm. super died after like three games <laughs> yeah Because like the first things that comes to mind i'm like oh yeah ion storm you know daikatana and akronox and deus ex oh they're dead troika games are to temple of elemental evil vampire the masquerade bloodlines other oh, dead <laughs> mm-hmm. usually it's it's like three unique ips and then they're dead after like been being around for about four years or so Is like the, the pattern it's like so it's not the best advice but uh i like that <laughs> more than like fucking assassin's creed subtitle
2: well the reason i uh, like the problem let's not like let's not make excuses for or rather let's not belittle that business model too much because the reason why that business model doesn't work is because the sequel model is just so effective with uh, in a market uh, sorry in a marketing dominated people just want the safe
0: bet of buying thing they've heard of and then get the next thing and that, but that's because prey, prey itself which is just a new thing itself <laughs> yeah. is a victim of exactly that they forced mm-hmm. them to use the prey ip even though i'm pretty sure no one remembers prey from 20, 2006 but they hey. but Bethesda had such a hard-on f- for that ip that they like they fucking sued another company for using the word prey in their title and then also forced uh company name to make their next game be prey even though it had nothing to do with prey yeah <laughs> which is funny is silly shit.
1: I, I guess i don't know i guess if you've got a i guess creating original ips is really tough so once you've done it you've got to hold on to it like you got to do whatever you can to yeah. keep it going and like i you know like asking ubisoft to say like hey could you guys what if you guys did something besides like a tom clancy or or assassin's creed game it's like Oh fuck! What are you like magic? Are you a like, magic man? You're just gonna come up with new ideas like that? Where's those ideas? I I can't make new ideas. And like I, I have
0: to expect to find out that if I Google hard enough, that Death Loop is actually an obscure '80s NES game that Bethesda has the IP rights to, <laughs> and so they had to use that title this time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean,
0: I wouldn't be surprised,
1: honestly.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That does sound like
1: something Activision probably has just in their garbage Atari vault sitting there. It's like, ah, we've got like 15,000 patents for names. Uh, Pick one. Doesn't have to be relevant. No one's going to remember it. All the fans are dead anyways. So I guess in this timeline, I guess no one really remembers uh, the original. No one remembers the game they played last time because they seem to keep buying the next one, which implies that they definitely Mm -hmm. didn't play the last game. Uh but the,
0: Let's the see. I don't what's know. a game you really want to discuss with friends but you can't do to spoilers we can't because of spoilers boom answers itself <laughs> wow that's that solved it what's your favorite like, moment we can of say, also spoilers but it'll probably come up in the what, video if it ever gets done so we could say the, name the video of the game. if it ever gets done
1: yeah i i think i think a game that i wish i could talk about with people um is uh I mean i wish i
0: could talk about pathok okay wow <laughs> fuck <laughs> I didn't like that. Good job. That's what you get. Don't ask questions. Like I mean, I'd that. love to be able to talk to pa- people who have a pathologic too, but no one will play it.
2: <laughs> no, it's not really
0: that. about the spoilers. No, it's just the fact that it's, well, cause the spoilers thing is mostly irrelevant. Uh, yeah. We're not a bunch of trend chaser people in our entire community group. So no one gives a fuck about like the popular things, which is the thing, which what people mean about spoilers. Usually, Instead, mm-hmm. it's just the fact that you, if you just if you talk about a game no one's played, they just glaze over and aren't really listening.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, the context <laughs> isn't there. It's more that it has to be like a shared experience on some level. Otherwise, I can just shout all you do I want about it, like how much fun I had as Symmetry yesterday or whatever the fuck, and it's like, it's like what the fuck is this man saying at me? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I don't think I have any game that I that I have, like the feeling of oh this, this plot twist thing like i have games that i love because of the story but yeah. in terms of discussing it with random people and being like oh i, I wish I, I wish i could tell you but you need to play it nah, i don't know yeah, really... the, uh, the the question implies a zeitgeist like oh
0: man yeah, yeah i'm yeah. the only one in my friend group that's played the guardians of the galaxy video game and i can't talk to anyone about what, how it happens at the end and it's like n- none of us are. Like, there's, yeah. there's not even a one of us that's playing the Guardians of the Galaxy game. That let alone uh, the, the friction of who they're going to talk to about it. Uh, I wish, yep. I wish I could talk to my friends about House Flipper. They just don't see
2: that it's actually. What all the spoilers?
3: Uh,
1: there's no spoilers. Yeah, that's the best part. There's no spoilers. It's <laughs> just no one wants to invest the time in being their own bootstraps pulling up real estate mongol. All right, guys, you just need to get out there buy some homes that were waterlogged and put a whole bunch of ugly <laughs> wallpaper around it and sell it to like five sell specific them to Aquaman.
2: people um exactly
1: and uh <laughs> no i what what is like what, i guess i'm trying to think of like what is a game that has intense like like a walking sim like uh edith finch you can't yeah. just go around and like talk about <sighs> that with somebody you can't be like hey let yeah. me tell you the whole story <laughs> like oh that's just the game though right oops my bad yeah um yeah but besides that, there's not like a lot of games, you know, like you could talk to somebody about yeah, Assassin's there's, Creed There's the without part of me that periodically
0: you. wants to push people to play Night in the Woods and Disco Elysium because mm-hmm. it's like the only way to talk about it is if you get around to playing it. It's, it's yeah. It's not even that's, a spoilers because yeah, like, you won't give a shit about what I'm saying if you don't play it. You're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah a cat is angsty or something. I think a cool. better question would be woods. what's a
1: game you need where to you to play can Night talk in the Woods? A, What's a, what's a game where you can talk about spoilers but it won't actually spoil it for anybody who's never watched, who's never played it? Like Most games, because be... they don't
0: listen when you they don't know what you're talking about. No, no. I mean, like, <laughs> a game The whole concept that sounds... of spoilers mostly applies to people being engaged with a thing already and, be like, and then true. you being ahead of them and then they have the context for the spoiler. That's true. If I shouted at a random person about a thing that happens to Lagoshi, it's like, they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Go away. <laughs> <laughs> If you shout at random people, they tend to say that. To be fair. Yeah, but it was a it was a fun it was a fun day when uh when I found, when I when uh, like S- Stephanie had played through uh Night in the Woods and I was like oh shit I can talk about this game with somebody someone else knows and she's actually mm. she sent me a, ma- a message yesterday of uh, Measurehead talking shit to her in Disco Elysium I'm like oh she's <laughs> playing Disco Elysium. It's a good game. Does she finish I, I res- games? I, I responded. where was like-, like, "Man, I want to play. I totally want to make a personal instrument character just so I can kick the shit out of that guy." But then I'll be playing mm-hmm. by his rules and tacitly and in- and in- in- tacitly endorsing
2: his worldview. That game's so good. <laughs> huh? Uh, I, still, well, I still need to beat that. You can punch Nazis and not uh, and not enforce their.
0: World no it's just the really specific thing about Physical superiority so defeating him Via a fight via, is, via like, the, yeah, pl- yeah. is like It's like endorsing his Rules to begin with to an
3: extent mm-hmm. It's just like Ah uh, hmm. Dick
1: <laughs> What are your you guys favorite board games? Other... Oh uh, Monopoly because it's The I'm only game that I can win uh, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm the same saying... I hate Monopoly yeah, that's, that's why I win I because I'm the only it. one
1: stubborn enough to stick it around, and everyone else leaves after the fifth hour. So same, the, the same true the, the true strat to win Monopoly is a, a war of attrition. Everyone else will always give up on beating
0: Monopoly before I you. I just thought do. of the worst video game ever, or the worst worst board game ever. Like you ever heard of like pandemic legacy and risk legacy? Monopoly legacy. Oh god. Uh, <laughs> so basically America? Like what you Let's talk about estate taxes, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, there isn't
2: one. Fuck you.
0: Same recently... person wins every match forever.
2: <laughs> I recently Damn. had the experience of somebody inviting me to I think it was to a Christmas party. And um and uh, they were like I bought Monopoly so we can play it. And I'm like, oh my god. I, I didn't perks. obviously... <laughs> didn't say anything. But, yeah. They don't listen to this podcast, even though I told they, them they, to. They, they didn't know. <laughs> How did they not know? It's Monopoly. There's so many other games. Come on. Even in Portuguese. Because the thing here in Portugal is that it, it, the selection is very limited for for yeah. cool board games. So it's it's all down to either big company has the ip and they're just the boring games or um you just you just have to buy it in a foreign language either spanish or english or whatever. Yeah. And yeah.
0: Ignoring tabletop uh like D&D, my all-time favorite uh, board games probably Carcassonne because it's just so fucking clean. You just go and it's just like a really satisfying loop and you can just play it over uh, and over again and so on. Uh, yeah, it is a pretty a good time. It's
1: a pretty everyone-friendly game too. Like, uh, it's yeah. not—it's not a game that you. Well, I guess not children, but it's you know, not Twilight people? Imperium. <laughs> yeah, it's not Twilight Imperium, obviously, but it's not—it's not like you're not going to spend thirty minutes doing the instructions. It's pretty—you can get going yeah. pretty quick.
0: But yeah, like Twilight Imperium, though, I—I I, I enjoy, in a weird abstract way, where it's not necessarily always fun <laughs> a lot of the time, but it's just so f- interesting as a game. Because, yeah, it's like it's like civilization, but a board game, which, as you might imagine, only makes things crazier in some ways. And so and more complicated because you have like eight people, six to eight people sitting around well, like like well, less potentially. But the, the, the player caps are six and eight before and after the, the expansion comes out. And like you pick a race card from this massive deck of races that are all these intergalactic dudes that all have like entirely different abilities and so all their ships are slightly different in stats and they have their own capital ship and their own like spies and abilities and there's just it's so fucking incredibly detailed that just the list of of uh empires that are played in that game completely changes how that game's going to play and then like the board is a bunch of like randomized or balanced uh like tiles of plant of planets and systems and so on and you just go around and play this like this complicated turn structure that psycho That cycles where you're managing all these like very interestingly set up resources. And you're just kind of, you kind of just spend every time, every second making a bunch of like, really kind of like high pressure decisions about what, like, like risk reward things. Like, do I do this? Like, is that overextending myself? But like, I could, I could permanently, I could be like behind on resources the rest of the game. If I make this move, but if I don't do it, then I'm playing too safe and I might just sit here and not accomplish anything. And every single turn you're trying to, like there's the ever-present rule of like try to get a victory point every turn, essentially. Like you're always trying to get one, and the and just to make things crazy, uh, there's another victory point condition drawn every turn as a public objective that everyone can see, so that so your goals keep changing every turn. And your un- your list of unfinished tasks to potentially try to do keeps growing. But also, everybody has like one to three, I think, secret objectives in their hand because they can they start with one and they can draw more via certain resource things. And so you have a card that is a completely private objective that nobody knows you have that is its own weird, deranged action to try to perform. And it's and it's just this big victory point race that takes, like, six to 12 hours and it's just an all-day insanity game other than that other than that it's like the polar opposite like it's party games like it's just fun to play like dixit where we all argue about a clue or something or codenames pictures is fucking incredible it's so it's so fun
2: i recently played a uh, uh this was online though but it was uh is the Dixit one? Is the one the Dixit one where you you uh you give one clue, one About word picture? rather? Yeah. Or yeah, yeah. yeah you I did draw that for you words draw a picture.
0: In Dixit, you uh you have a deck of cards that are all just beautiful paintings, basically big plus sized cards, and and if it's your turn, what you do is you you look at your hand and you pick a card that you're gonna play. You say a one word clue about that card and you play it face down and then everybody else looks at their hands and they play a card from their hands based on that clue also face down. You shuffle them and then lay them out and everyone tries to guess which one was the one that the clue was actually pointing to in the first place. Mm -hmm. And so you get points for being right. And but if but also you get points for stealing, You, you get points for other people picking yours instead of the right one, too. So you get points for tricking people. And there's there's such complicated, beautiful cards that there's always the risk that somebody has a card that literally fits your clue better than your clue did.
3: And you're like, (laughs) oh, fuck.
0: (laughs) And it's like, and it's like, that's, uh, that's the whole game. I explained the whole game. Basically, you can already play it. Audience, audience. That's how, that's the level of, like, I love that how pick up and play some party games are where it's, there's so much entertainment that comes from the dynamic of like the social interaction and the deduction and whatever but the actual mechanic is so quickly explained that that's basically the entire thing like all you got to do is look at a placard that says what the scoring system is and that's that's the whole game <laughs> mhm yeah and like yeah and like codename pictures is <laughs> wild you just sit at a table two people sit at a table on opposite teams and their team, the rest of their team is on the other side of the table from them, and so they have like a battleship style card that's standing up that says which parts of the grid are each of them, and so you're trying to get people to pick the cards that are on the grid, but all they, all of them just have little like Dixit style complicated pictures. They're like they're black and white pictures though, but they're like that's weirdly the mode like, that I played. But yeah, they, they're words, like a weird number of things yeah. and. Uh, you have all these all these black and white pictures that are weirdly detailed, and it's, it'll be like, why is it a shark that's jumping over the moon into a <laughs> into a dish or something? And it's like it's like there's a weird number of elements, and in that one, mm-hmm. the only clue you can give is a one word clue
2: followed by a number. So, then so what can... happened? What happened to me there is that um, I, we were behind a little. Our team was yeah. behind a little, and I was the person that, giving the clues, and there were five words at the bottom one of them was the uh, the, the up uh, the opposite team and i said the clue is bottom and the number is 4 and they didn't yeah. catch it and then i said the clue is lower and the the number is 4 and they still didn't catch it and i lost <laughs> we, lo- we lost you're you're but
0: thinking it, outside the box yeah that really is a beautiful risk reward game because you're because you're you scan the board for all the pictures and you're trying to come up with a clue that can encompass the largest number of the pictures that are on your team that you want them to pick because they can see all the pictures, but they don't know which ones are yours. And so you try to, and so you're like, Oh, well I can pick the really safe one, like fish two, But then we only get two and we got to get, we got to be ahead of the other team. We got to, we got to outpace them to win. It's like, Oh fuck what if i get something really metaphorical and weird if i can get four like can i will they get it and like and like how oh, half the, the answer time, is no the second you say it they they're all arguing amongst each other and they have There's this pain of watching people argue a completely bizarre line of reasoning for five minutes straight, and the wrongest person is the most sure of themselves. And you're not, (laughs) and you as the clue giver are not allowed to react, make a face, or interact in any way while these people are just doing shit to the point where you want to wear a mask, basically, because it's like so agonizing. (laughs) It's such an entertaining (laughs) game for that reason. And yeah, like the moment you give the clue, you also might immediately realize, Oh fuck! My clue describes one of the enemy cards. I just yeah. fucked us. And worst case scenario, there's the uh, there's there's essentially the eight ball. Like there's a, there's one card that neither team wants to get their team to pick because you instantly lose. Code name yeah, yeah, pic- yeah. pictures is great. I've never even played the original code name, so I don't see a reason to bother.
2: Damn! I was trying to check what the game I can't imagine was that game that without pictures. It's so good. It's with words, so yeah. pictures definitely makes it better. But it it's an online be thing. Yeah, it sounds like it. It's an online thing. It's like you can do it on a website. Uh, I imagine there might be a one with with the uh, pictures. Yeah, we do it in our in our company Friday hands uh no, stand up where it's like for half an hour we're just chatting up and playing a game online. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, that word means different things here. <laughs>
0: Like your stand company, up? Oh, yeah. yeah your company stand-up i'm like stand-up comedy <laughs> hang
2: on a minute I no i think the, uh, <laughs> that's, the a term term for, means... that's a
0: bit more extreme than, than the company like escape room or company karaoke it's like company stand-up <laughs> let's go
2: everyone's gotta watch my routine <laughs> the uh yeah i think the principle or the basic the basic premise of the word is that people are standing up and talking and they like meet yeah. up on that day or whatever was standing up for a little bit and just instead of like sitting down I think that's the premise I'm not 100% yeah. sure <laughs> company stand up. Okay? that's I'm, the scariest I'm...
0: phrase I've ever heard
1: <laughs> I mean that's I think some Jackbox games are like that yeah oh
0: no like the premise of no, them like, is they yeah, gotta be they, is, you know they're, yeah yeah that's essentially what they make us do
1: that's why I like Wait, where
0: did you, where did you get such knowledge on D- design of games and stuff your insight's extraordinary and i'm wondering if you just come up with stuff or do you actually learn and work in the field I'm just gonna read this question that's just a, d- a hand job for me <laughs> uh, i played a lot of video games and then i thought about them the end <laughs> oh, also that's it also i watched other I've, i mean i've watched interviews about games and i've watched like essays about games so I've i've engaged with other people talking about games in addition to me just thinking about games but that's the no, biggest thing. I wanted to be a game developer, but I literally just got a few semesters into Java and I was like, fuck this. I'm gonna study rocks. Yo, and, guess then I what? and then I didn't use any of that, and now I play games, games for a living. Games are made with Java, so
2: yeah, yeah come back it, at it again.
1: You can do it with C that
2: doesn't mean, if you want to. That didn't teach me anything Wait, about game no. design, though.
1: You could do yeah. uh, what does Unity work in? Unity is uh, Unity is
2: it. Or Unity is C. It's is Python, it John, right? Oh it's C oh, it's... yeah, it's C sharp with Python. Yeah, backend. it's C sharp. Yeah, there you go.
3: Yeah.
0: I mean, does anyone have anything to add there? Do you have special insight on game development that infor- informs your opinions? Yeah,
1: mine's just uh, well... mine's
0: based on playing too many games. Uh,
1: I, I mean I know I've watched a lot of behind the scenes stuff on making video games. I understand limitations of engines. I, I literally uh, built my stream stuff in Unreal Engine. Um So I have experience making assets and stuff like that for Unreal. I get it. I get like, I get the annoyance of something just as mundane as like, how come this thing isn't lit and properly? And it's like, well, I don't know, man, there's like 15 fucking lights you have to set up just to get the thing to look even visible. I don't, it's not my fault. I didn't point the goddamn thing at this particular item properly enough. I'm sorry. You want me to go and make another fucking light asset and then re-render the whole fucking level for you? Is
0: that better? Fucking child. (laughs) Like... (laughs) I felt kind of vindicated recently because I obviously there's like some of my some of my criticisms is just me getting stuck and then bitching about it. But then I watched. uh, Is is it Warren Spector? Uh, The developer, the creator of Deus Ex? Mm -hmm. That the guy? It is. It's in my recommended videos thing as he did an interview for uh, somebody for Ars Technica. And uh, it was just like that was literally his explanation for why Deus Ex happened, It's just playing other games and being frustrated with them. Like, why can't you do this? I'm going to make a game where you can do that. Fuck it, basically. It's, just, it's like <laughs> yeah. a cuddly interview. of Like, yes, exactly. Let's go.
2: I Yeah, it comes from a very personal gripes kind of p- point of view. I think, like, uh, per- talking personally, I wanted to, and I still want to, develop my own game. Um, but over the years, I've... Um, I've I've understood like I've learned what it is, uh, de- what developing a video game is, and f- for one, it's just it's super hard work. Whether you're by yourself or with other people, it is so much work. It, it's all it's life life It's it's everything. If you're de- it's not it's not like oh I trim bushes or I, I work in construction or I'm an engineer. It doesn't matter what you do. Like there's work there's work that, that normal people do. And then there's video game development <laughs> because you you can't just develop like, well, obviously if you're like an asset creator or a voice actor or, uh, or other sort of parse uh, and parcel sort of development, obviously you don't need, you're not there for the whole thing and you're still part of the development. But if you're like a designer or if you're like a programmer, it's, it, it's like, it's your, it's your life. <laughs> it's, it's your work life specifically, obviously, but it's, it's not a walk-in-the-park, is what I mean to say, and I have the utmost respect for people like Concerned Ape that developed um, uh, Stardew Valley and is now developing a new game. Like it's oh Stardew, the, yeah. It's like that. That sort of that sort of dedication is is special, and I don't think most people have it, even with the best of intentions. And the other thing is, people who want to make video games, like Warren Spector, for example. It used to be more that that, um, you know. It's I don't think it's the it's this happens anymore. Smaller teams were better.
0: Yeah, that's true.
2: That's but that's. Let's go back to old
0: graphics so we can have like twenty
2: person teams again. (laughs) Uh, The thing is, like, uh, I think back when I was growing up, people were like, "I want to make my own game, and I'm gonna be able to do all of these things. You're gonna be able to shoot up the whole place. You're gonna be able to drive around and fly and whatever, kamehame and all the things." And that was because people were, or kids were playing games and they were seeing the limitation of each game and and they were thinking up, wouldn't it be cool if I could do this? And wouldn't it be cool if I could do that? And like that sort of, that sort of attitude, I think is not fostered anymore by games as much, mostly because games do a lot of stuff. And there's also so many games, but also because I think our attitude towards uh, new games changed a little Back then, we... I mean, the, the mainstream
0: like, popular video game is a... Even if even when it tries to be open world, it's a mostly linear cinematic experience that doesn't really yeah. encourage you to, like, think about it much. You get mm-hmm. a handful of basic tools, and you pretty much use those to conquer the thing, and then you have a lot of, like, walking down hallways while holding
2: your ear, and somebody talks to you.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: It, and, and, and so it just sort of... I think kids uh grow up now with games that don't necessarily invite that sort of like I want to make a day as ex yeah. uh, and beca- not that Warren Spector was a kid at the time but I mean uh th- and, like, to some extent the, and, there's this terrifying element of like hey remember playing gta
0: and like they started having conversations in the cars on the way to your objective like that was kind of nice right little did we know that become like the core gameplay of most video games yeah <laughs> like uh we're on our way to a thing and they're talking and that's most of the game or
2: so, we're, so in, an, we're g- in
1: an elevator and they're talking to hide a load screen <laughs> or we're in a it's just yeah so for it's me pretty
2: cute though my, uh, for me, my, my objective of the, back then when I was out of university and trying to find a job, I was, I wanted to make a, a turn-based role-playing game. And, uh, I specifically was trying to make a, a turn-based system that played like real time, which was, I knew a foolish, a foolish, um, uh, thing to do because it, it is, was. But my, my idea was that uh, I wasn't going to be able to make the game by myself without support from anybody. So I my idea was that I could do something and then show a uh, a, a publisher and be like, hey, this is a, a real-time game. But it really wasn't. It was turn-based in secret. And then that was my whole thing. And I had like the story thought out. I still have the, th- the story thought out. And I think it, the, the, the plot twist at the end is brilliant. But it's... <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the uh but it's time fine to like to type a, it all into twine no it's a, it's a, it's okay it can be in my head and it's fine ever it's all right it's just that if time, if uh, if life goes that way I'll, I'll maybe I'll make something but maybe when I do make it maybe it's not even going to have combat and it's going to be like a disco Elysium game and then can you imagine making a disco Elysium game do you see how many words that game has you can you imagine <laughs> it's incredible i have so much respect for that game for existing it's yeah. it's jesus christ
0: i remember being hyped for for like a year just based on its art style i just oh, saw yeah, pictures i well. just saw screenshots of it i'm like that looks like a really cool game i know nothing about it i had no yeah. fucking clue how hard it was gonna go i know right <laughs> when it came out i was not ready for it i i Sa- same, same, same thing for with, me. same thing with night in the woods where i'm like this is funny animal people let's look at them go some guy named scott benson people like apparently like his art let's go nope yep. And then it was like, holy shit. <laughs> is it Scott Benson or is it the other guy? Yeah, Scott Benson is the artist. I still follow him on, tw- on Twitter. Yeah, Every now and then yeah. he gets accused of ripping off his art style from Night in the Woods, which is really funny. <laughs> it's like, you, I, you're close.
1: You're I so figuring it out. I would always, I would always act uh, defensive. Like, no, nah, that guy stole it from me. I, he stole my art style.
2: He stole my name. Go and <laughs> yeah. check it out
1: he stole everything <laughs> look at his profile he's he's just a complete thief
0: yeah he, even like, the link to his twitter bios is uh, to his twitter is the same you also realize that if you followed if you followed him on twitter then it's like oh nothing in that game would have surprised me because <laughs> that's his twitter's just like that all the time
2: <laughs> i don't think i follow him on twitter i, know, I hope. Well, I was, I, but, man i hope they make a new thing. game
0: sometime i'm sure they're working on it
2: yeah i
1: was gonna say it's probably gonna take a while because it's a lot of work yeah
0: let's see the glory society i think night in the
2: woods is like five years old now not not bad
3: more
0: please there's there's 25 year old
2: games that i still need to play
0: yeah well you just think about the eternity it took it took to make like the outer wilds like I, I put the original trailer for Out of like proof of concept trailer for Outer Wilds in my in my Let's Plays playlist just so people would see it because it's so alarming to see that game featured in like a trailer in 2012 with like Nintendo 64 yeah. graphics and like but all the <laughs> all the planets are still already there and you're like oh shit I can actually recognize which ones which and they already had the ideas and they were still working on the whole idea on how to make it all work and I'm like that's what a night what jeez. <laughs> Like, like uh, yeah. that kind of thing makes me realize why the Yik guy keeps trying to bring his game back with new revisions <laughs> forever cuz it's like at some point it's like I put a decade into this fucking
2: thing I'm going to make it good eventually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That that uh, yeah, being that's an, being that situation I I I can't imagine what it's like to to be like to pour your heart and soul into something and it's just it's kind of bad like if you realize that it must be like a terrible thing does he realize that though the yeek guy uh
0: Um, he must um, realize it because he's revamping the entire game but his original responses to criticism were not graceful at all uh um, very smug like nobody gets it and stuff like that but then here he is rewriting his entire game so it seems a lot like he might have come to terms with some of it but who knows I, do you I think couldn't. that triple a games like battlefield what 2042 have no excuse to be this so bad have no excuse <laughs> they do have an excuse <laughs> they're triple a <AAA> games <laughs> well that's that's the symptom that's not an
3: excuse <laughs>
0: yeah the games are so bad it, it's really awful and stupid that they're so bad because yeah like indie games dance circles around them in many cases not with the same production values but like there's so many well-made projects all the time that it's. I am perpetually just perplexed by the fact that, like the biggest media companies doing the biggest things on a, in each of their fields, like Game of Thrones on TV and Star Wars and movies and uh, like stuff like Battlefield and Cyberpunk and a lot of stuff like that. Where it's like, in many cases, you have ungodly number of people to throw out a project and you have access to the most like the best resources in the world and the most talented people and there's no there's just no reason for things to turn out the way they do like at some point it has to be like top-down mismanagement on the highest level like there's just a, a fundamental problem in how these companies are structured where the most powerful people just make the worst decisions and manage the entire company badly, but clearly get away with it because they hold all the power. And so it's like they're not they're, it, it completely throws away the entire idea that capitalism is this like this fucking meritocracy at all, because the, all the most powerful companies are, are have just been shitting the bed for the last like 10 years in so many ways. you are like, but you literally have a formula to follow. And you have access to all of the talent people. You bought all of them. What the fuck are you doing? (laughs) How is this such a struggle?
3: I know that video game
0: development's hard, but they know how to do it, and they have all the people and the money, and can literally just follow their own fucking blueprints, and they fuck up
2: this bad. They're not trying to be creative. (laughs) It's working exactly as intended. It doesn't matter if the games are shit. That's the ultimate thing. Because the, whenever there's consequences, none of the people that actually make
0: money, none of the people that actually are, are in power face consequences for the game being bad. All the people under them that didn't make the game bad are the ones that are most likely to be fired and liquidated and thrown around and shit and have to deal with all these life changing things where they have to pick up and move across the country for the new job. Whereas, like, the Bobby Codex and shit, like, who gives a fuck? Like they, they're gonna, they're gonna make so much money, and then they're gonna sell their company to make more money. And even when they're losing money, they're making money. Fuck you. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, that's the.
1: That's like yeah. That's the capitalism whole. Capitalism breeds,
0: breeds innovation.
2: <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's like especially <laughs> sure in video does. games. Uh, well, it doesn't un- do un- anywhere, mean, mean, but especially in Capitalism
1: games. does it. Absolutely, no, it does. doesn't. Yeah, absolutely, it does. The problem is that if you, if you, if you allow how do you how do you allow innovation when you have like a company allowed to just homogenize uh and eat smaller developers like ea who makes battlefield like who actually makes battlefield is like the right question here what team what company is sitting there making it because you could say ea nebulous but like what what is the company that like what is the actual development team making that game because the I imagined dice
0: that was once known for making games with personality like Mirror's Edge and then they just got just right? edges Cause, sanded cause I imagined, right off.
3: And now I imagine there like,
0: was make, make Call of Duty the Heist or whatever it was called. I imagine that there was probably a company
1: at some point that was not scummy about their existence that created good games that people enjoyed. And someone came along scuttling their stupid fat wads of cash around and went, huh? You're doing things that make money and I need more of that so I could scuttle around better. And so they just went, mine. And then they went, now you're going to make whatever I say, but it's always going to be profitable because I bought you, right? And then when it's not, because it won't be, because it's not how making video games works, then it turns into all of the talent, the best that they can buy, usually vacating and leaving and going somewhere else or losing their will to create. Thus, you have a worthless asset. It's just, yeah, your best. It's it's like, again, if you just if you just stop letting people merge, it's fine if game companies just die out. It would be fine if like Rare fizzled out in the 90s and didn't come back come with us into the 2000s because it's better than like grabbed by the ghoulies. And like that's kind of like a. what is what is the point like what's the point if all you're going to get at the end of the day is like Keith's talking about really bad management managing companies that once made good games whose names are going to be on the boxes of garbage products and then you as a consumer goes oh that's weird what the hell happened i remember loving games from them and you have to like play a math equation going like oh well it was actually because someone mm -hmm. added an addition of this company into this mix
0: that's what ruined the formula oops the sauce is bad And then, also, every single company you've ever loved is a fucking ship of Theseus, because the top-down management has an adversarial relationship with everybody that actually works there, and pretty much every they just actively bleed comment, uh, they actively bleed uh, talent. Like I think it's yeah. I think it was literally my once upon a time favorite game developer, Bioware. I think they're the ones that literally gave me the term stress casualty, which is the worst thing I've heard. I hate that. Mm-hmm. I hate that mm-hmm. whole thing. Oh my mm-hmm. god. And like yeah. my fucking like you and you bet that like in my if it ever gets finished, the fucking script for uh King of Amalur has this like I did the whole intro about the had the company's history again and how weird that is, but there's stuff to dive in there about how fucked up stuff happened there. Like how, uh, I mean, he's, he, I'm sure he's rich. It doesn't really fucking matter, but like R.A. Salvatore never got paid because they just didn't ever pay his fee because they literally just went bankrupt and fuck you. And all of their, all their employees get uh, just scattered to the winds. And then, uh as recently as last year they finally got their final paycheck but it was only 14 percent of their final paycheck and they tried to reach them at their address that they lived at when they worked there in an industry where people regularly move whenever they get a new job which was all of them because they were all fired mm-hmm. so like none of them live there anymore you dumb shits what the fuck what a token weird! In- like I'm, sure, I'm happy that game developers that got fired once upon time got some money during the pandemic and so on for a thing that they should have. Like it was Before their it's wage, it's wage theft. Like it's, it's, it's yeah, money yeah. they were already owed, uh, which is deeply fucked up. But uh, have it being such a tiny insulting amount of money, and then also like them just failing to give it to them correctly because they just it's just like it's what a fascinating fucking mess. Yeah. And yeah, the, the, the game's the game is sold with R. A. Salvatore on the cover as a selling point, even though he wrote none of the game. He wrote the history for the MMO that the game was retroactively made to be in the universe of, and he was never paid. <laughs> oh my god, game development's a fucking nightmare. I'm so happy I didn't follow through with being in it.
3: Jesus I, Christ.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a the, weird, it's a weird industry. Um, but I think Know, I think uh I I I think there was a heyday, and that was back when there was just a lot of game companies. Back when there just was so many of them, you would have a lot of access to uh really interesting, unique, good products, which is what we're we're seeing like a renaissance of that now with indie developers. A lot less
0: less gross when there was like 12 dudes making a game.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, there's a lot less uh, problems. But the um, uh, but yeah, like I think as as the tools become more efficient and again, because there's more ease of access and more people can get into the market, then suddenly you have competition. You have good games. You have people like I don't get it. How come I invested five hundred million dollars in making Halo Infinite, but it didn't outsell fucking some one dude's weird furry simulator? What happened here? <laughs> what did I how did I fail? And you're like, oh, well, probably because that guy had
0: passion. Uh, and you furry simulator which simulates just just furry that's it that's the whole goal yeah you just
1: like you have you have a like the difference between what will be vr chat and like the metaverse and you're like "Ah, that's weird how come a thing where a bunch of uh copywritten characters can want run around and like the poop on bar stools is going to be a more lucrative and passionate project than like the one of the richest companies in in the world what what why how is this so difficult and you're I, like oh
2: you're, my my uh, my point is that the big companies like uh electronic arts or or activision or bioware or uh, specifically microsoft i mean they're not in the business of making games and like that oh. is not that's like the, two, the they're in the business of making money cuz look at what my, uh, microsoft Look at how much they paid for Activision this week or are supposed to pay when whenever the deal goes through. It's 60 or it's 50 or 60 billion, right?
1: Uh it's it's uh it's technically it's 70. They paid like 60, I think That's it's like, like I think it's like 65 billion or 68 billion or something like that.
2: 75 billion. Okay. Well, like, no, 70. Just think <laughs> of how much money that is. That's equivalent well, of making 1,070 million budget video games. Well, remember, it's also not real money. Uh, but the thing this is, is they have the assets to do that. I'm not saying like they. Well, they're, yeah, of course they they're do. are not. Yeah. Uh, so, so why? So Microsoft has been. Uh, they didn't just come across this these assets. They have them, and they're they 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 have a lot more. <laughs> besides, they're not like emptying their brec- oh. their bank account or their asset account. They 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 have enormous enormous resources, but they don't do se- a, a thousand uh, seventy million games. They do three and they well, one of them they is publish Anthem a lot of games or whatever they
1: they are pretty they, pro, like yeah, they publish on publishing. them uh
2: yeah, they for spend sure. they,
1: i mean they make a console of they make an entire console um mm-hmm. they they do a lot like and you have to remember that like microsoft is a hydra it has a it has hundreds and millions yeah of that's heads. where they get their assets and, from yeah for sure yeah for sure. and so it's not like it's not like xbox made 60 billion dollars it's that like microsoft a company that has a monopoly on operating systems a monopoly on office interfaces a monopoly on mm-hmm. like y- yeah the, mon- the again the monopolies are piling up here it's and again that's not that, that, that that's what my argument was is that like that's the kind of stuff that stifles competition like you can have com- companies competing in a marketplace, uh, and it works fine. Like the consumer gets a good product, but you have to make sure that like you're not and, like no one's allowed to get too big, and like that's too big. If if you can if you can buy but the thing like is, three games, competition studios, doesn't happen.
2: Competition doesn't happen in games. Like the, sure does. the notion of that, what I mean, the it does, but happen. it's bad though. Like you shouldn't. It, games shouldn't be like it's not like a car. It, it's art there's well, no competition there's the, well
3: yes like, but the there is a
1: there's a limited amount of available uh profit and video games come at a absurdly high monetary cost even even if you're making sure. one even if you know making like a like a undertale still
2: cost way too much money to make uh, but the reason why lot, but but the reason yeah. why that competition like if if you release a shooter at the same time that a that a big AAA a shooter comes out your shooter go it doesn't make it doesn't make any money it's it, it's bad for you but the reason why that it works like that is precisely because the, the big companies can corner markets and so the competition doesn't like if it, basically what i'm trying to say is if 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 um if the if the competition in the gaming industry at large worked the same way that Console games competition used to work when uh, companies like Nintendo had an iron fist. I'm not defending an iron fist over the gaming industry for for, uh, what it's worth. But Nintendo back then, they had an iron fist over what got published. And so the competition within the companies was was ruthless, but it was assured by by Nintendo. And the reason why that is is because none, no one game or very few one games w- w- were allowed to grow to a point where they obscured everything else. So you had weird offshoots, and PlayStation started off the same way. PlayStation One has, and PlayStation Two as well. To be fair, uh, they they have a level of uh, sort of a lack of uniformity in their games that we don't see in video game in the in the video game industry these days. And I'm saying that obviously not as a game developer, but. The, my point is, if if games were supposed to be art, if they were supposed to be, like... It, what I'm saying is, think of movies. Movies compete with each other, right? But we don't talk about it like that, because it's not the primary aspect of a movie. We don't No, make we definitely a movie talk be... about it like that.
1: <laughs> we do? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So? Yeah, movies are definitely a constant competition with each other. Like, uh, but again, sense- this goes... This goes back to the idea that like it's the it how much it costs Sonic to
2: beat
0: birds of prey in the yeah. SJW wars. Yeah, we have like month.
1: a we have a shitty ranking of like most like most grossing but movie ranking- of all time. Every single movie has like the biggest box office opening of all times. It beat the Spider-Man, it beat the Incredible Hole, it beat the whatever other Disney property exists. Because that's the only movies that fight amongst each other are Disney movies. But like yeah. the the idea is like every I'm form movies, of, not
2: Disney movies.
1: I but regardless, even if you <laughs> okay, fine, you pick like I don't know whatever stupid shitty romance drama that came out last week. I'm sure there's one you can probably pick one. Probably, uh, yeah. That that probably had a very underperforming box office compared to blah 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 blah. Like that's how it's always framed because art there there's like art and then there's
2: commercial products. And like art isn't... Uh, but you see what I mean, but un- though I understand you're, yeah. right. you're right. What you're saying is absolutely right. But there's a difference though. There's a, it's not the same level of comfort. It's not... We don't, video games do compete with each other in the current market. But but the end result is that I'm going to make your game, but better. Or I'm going to take your all of your ideas, like uh, Slay the Spire, and I'm going to do a rehash that can at least make some money for me. And that's, the, that's what happens. Mm
1: like my personal philosophy is art can't be bought you cannot buy art uh you can buy a product uh but art is something that someone makes generally for themselves and it's something that they uh maybe will share with others but the monetization aspect changes it it's still art games are still pieces of art but it changes The dynamic of it like i Mm uh yeah you can look at you know you can look at a renaissance painting and it was paid for like someone paid to have that thing made or you look at a commission like someone commissioned art to be made um but that's still different that's still not a product like when you commission art you an individual are getting something made for yourself it's still a piece that isn't that is relevant only to you like it I don't know, having having someone like guzzle down 25 hot dogs in, uh in an immaculate painting in hell is like going to be something that maybe you care more about than the general populace. Um, and mm-hmm. that's, I think, to me, what may, what separates something from like art and a commercial product, whereas like, yeah, if you made, I don't know, a piece of art that's of a really popular character you like or that everybody likes and you sell it as fan art. Like, yeah, that's a that's a product. You're making a product now um mm-hmm. that's that's to me the difference is like i think uh i i i don't know it's like i when i when i think of like call of duty i don't think of like art when i think of uh even like Outer yeah. wilds i don't think of art i think of it as you're making a product that you want to sell to people it, it is competing against other products in that marketplace it is it has a goal to be financially successful. It is still
3: art, but because not, at the end
1: of the day, you've made something that makes a labor people feel. Yeah, it's a labor of but love, and for sure, it's like yeah, again, like it's not I'm like not diminishing its value. I'm just saying that there, there, w- when you when you release something out to the wild, when you when you throw something out there, its intention is really important. Are you are you releasing something because you want to change how people view something? Are you doing something? Are you releasing something because you want to? Uh, make a statement or something like that or are you releasing something because you want to get paid um and that's like when you look at a game like battlefield it's released because they want to get paid no one's sitting no one like woke up at ea and was like fuck man i am super passionate about making battlefield 2044 i need this game so bad in my life they said look I really want to buy my daughter a Maserati and I cannot do that. And also still pay for my yacht payments this month. So we need like yeah, maybe what she a new apes. battlefield. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 I need you to buy uh, right. like six of these monkeys.
0: <laughs> but like, <Yeah. laughs> right. We got to wrap up soon, I think. But yeah. Got through uh, a whole bunch of questions, man. YouTube showing you your stream stats is depressing. <laughs> I, I normally can't
3: <laughs> what
0: i normally don't but, see like, the real time stats as much yeah i don't really, i normally don't really look at them because i'm playing a video game but i'm just They're staring at accurate. this thing and i'm like oh stop jesus <laughs> there's, there's always the weird stat yeah. about like you got a billion playbacks but only 20 people are watching and then it's like the average watch time is three minutes <laughs> and it's like if you would stream for three hours and the average watch time is three Three minutes. Everyone just pops in for a second. But I've banned like ten bots today that and I'm I'm like, how many like legit, like how many of the playbacks I wonder that spam and then drive down the average watch time are just random weird bots that are just coming in yeah. to try to spam a random comment and leave? Like I wonder what percentage of online traffic isn't even people? Like that's I'm that's actually was... a topic. Whoops. <laughs>
1: yeah that sorry I, i'm not gonna get into it that's what i was about to yeah. just mention was that the bots are really what drives down those stats and the stats become worthless yeah. because of it but yeah yeah mm-hmm. and
0: and they'll do nothing about it <laughs> and it's funny because it's only a stats. problem on
1: youtube so it sounds like maybe yeah. youtube just isn't doing their fucking job
0: yeah it's true no, the, the though, current yes. bot, there's always a current bot trend of just like one type of comment that just happens too much yeah. and then youtube and then of course this is the type of thing that YouTube's fucking dashboard would be like hey man uh not performing like you used to uh we should feel bad about that we have the power okay. to fix that cuz we're the algorithm but you should feel bad please please read this dashboard about all the way you're uh, always you're underperforming in ways that you can't control yeah <laughs> it's not like you made less content this month which could be its own level of toxic but it's like no your content just didn't perform as well and it's like yeah, I wonder who controls that, buddy. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, good night, everybody. We answered a whole bunch of questions. If you want to answer a question, if you want to send in a question, you send it to dialogue choice and podcast at gmail.com spelled the way that the show is. If you type it wrong, it's, we're not going to get it. I think yeah. we have like two <laughs> emails to get to still. Basically, yeah, that's true. But look at all these questions we didn't uh, answer. Take some of, of these. Steal them. steal is, them, steal them, them right is that now. one I chipped at. That was the I'm not. I'm not, especially, especially since a decent number of them I skipped on purpose. Wow! <laughs> the, uh, one of the emails is still that one that has like 20 questions in it. I don't remember where we left off. I, oh, I, just, you moved, I, just, <laughs> I just you know what? I'm just gonna put it in the it. answered. Now I'm putting it in no. the answered folder. It's we gone gotta finish now. it. Bye. We gone. gotta finish it. We got we got through most of them. He can email us again if he has questions. Make 50 more questions. <laughs> email us back. The end. Brutal. Good night, everybody.
1: Bye. Goodbye.